All right, guys, support for Pardon Me Podcast comes from Manscaped. All right, guys, you guys already, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know what Manscaped is about. If you don't, it's very self-explanatory. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for men's grooming products. You got your your ball trimmers. So this is the lawnmower. There it is right there, the lawnmower 3.0. This thing has ceramic blades. It's guaranteed not to nick your balls. I guess we've, or not I guess, I know, we've all been in a spot where we've been trimming up, cleaning up for that special night, for that special somebody, just to open yourself up in the shower and bleed all over the place. It grabs you, it pulls the hair out. You don't want that. This thing is guaranteed not to do that, guys. I've been testing this thing out, and uh, I can safely say that this thing works, all right, guys? And they have everything. They've got nose hair trimmers. They've got nail clippers. They've got ball wipes. They've got uh, deodorant sprays for your nuts. All things undercarriage for men. And a, um, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I definitely know some ladies that use the Manscaped products as well from their mans. All right, guys, if you guys want to grab some of your own this holiday season, use code Pardon Me for 20% off. All right, guys, code pardon me, 20% off at manscaped.com. Keep those nuts happy. Keep your ladies happy. And um, yeah, send me send me DMs. Let me see what you're working with. Support for the podcast is brought to you by XWorks. All right, we love XWorks here. I've been using them for a number of years. Uh, I've been using, they started with just pre-workout and have really stayed pretty grassroots and true to who they are by only making a select number of products that they do to the best of their ability. So they make sure that all the right ingredients are in there that only do what they want the product to do. No fillers, no additives, no garbage, no bullshit. Like you're not gonna see a ton of shit in there with the name like xylitol or like xanthan gum or other things you can't pronounce and I don't, I'm not smart enough to know what they are. Um, so. Check them out, xworks.com. They sell a number of products now that they've developed from the ground up. Uh, my favorites are their pre-workout, their Ignite. That's their flagship product that they started off with. Uh, they sell a Grow product, which is their protein. That's another one of my staples. That protein has 100% whey protein isolate. It's from grass-fed cows. Um, no artificial sweeteners, no flavors, no coloring. Uh, soy and gluten-free, duh all kinds of information on each one of their products and how to best use them is on their website, xworks.com. And recently they have just uh, relaunched a CBD cream rub and they also have CBD droplets and pills as well. So I go to them for all of our supplements and have been trusting them for years. You guys should too. Check them out. They support us. Support them, xworks.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Here we go, another episode of Pardon Me. We're going on number 73. Today we've got on a, a reoccurring guest. This is his second time on. Uh, you guys know him. His name's Ryan Fisher. He is a uh, good dude in the CrossFit space. He's a regional athlete uh, turned entrepreneur. He's the owner of CrossFit Chalk and the uh, Chalk Online Training Programs. He uh, helps a ton of guys in the space out with marketing. He's really been one of the main key guys in the space that's been able to develop his own brand and his own um, styles of training and, you know, really be successful in that world. So, you know, he always drops a ton of good nuggets on how he is able to be successful on how he helps people on his life. Uh, he's a funny dude. He's always a good time to have in the studio. Um, here he is without further ado, Ryan Fisher.
schools don't exist anymore. Right. They're like, you know what? We're just going to shut down the whole fucking world. <laughs> yeah. Robin Hood's like, you know what? You don't, you motherfuckers can't buy stocks anymore. Like, right. you know what? Like, it's just like the rules are fucked now. There is no more rules anymore. It's like, I'm just going to go to the grocery store naked and see if anyone fucking says anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you recording that, Mike? Yeah. You said start and that was the opening. I'm just going to go to the grocery store naked. <laughs> because if, if like the stocks, they have rules until the, the, the big companies get fucked and yeah. then there's no rules. Yep. Then there's no more rules. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then the president's so old that like, if he gets COVID, he's dead. So like now all of a sudden, none of us allowed to have business anymore. I mean, like it just depends. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. This is a, I, I'd love to, to be able to play by these rules. <laughs> yeah. You got to be rich and powerful enough to be able to have special rules. So that's the goal. Yeah. Everybody wants to have a certain amount of money. I just want to be able to not have any rules. Or close at a grocery store. Or close at a grocery store. What do you you think that? What's that? Irwan, 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 Irwan. Fancy grocery store. They let you go naked there for sure. For sure. People, there's there's people that are naked right now. (laughs) 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 And they're just saying like, you know, like this is this is the vibe. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it looks like a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Give me my twenty dollars smoothie. They actually, I saw this. uh, It was on Instagram too. I think like this girl was completely butt naked. But painted like she had clothes. Okay. What kind of clothes did they have painted? It was like jeans <laughs> and like a red top. And like, <laughs> dude, it looked really, I mean, she walked straight down Manhattan, like tons of people and nobody noticed. Yeah. And wow. She, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> it's I'm like not the, really sure what kind of Instagram account I was following to see that. Yeah. Uh, slightly embarrassed Mike, now. Mikey, can you find, Mikey but, can find that? But... <laughs> Can you find oh, go to, okay, okay. Go to his mean, likes? It's probably <laughs> But it was I mean you could probably Google it. It was it was somewhere and it was I mean it was it was it was amazing. <clears throat> was she like good looking, bad looking? She was like, like a six. <laughs> like a six out of a hundred. You or? can't do a ten because then it's too much people looking at you, you know? Yeah. And you can't be a one either because too many people look at you again. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this it? <clears throat> Oh, oh yeah. Is this her? Yeah, there yeah, it is. there's the jean pants. Yep. <laughs> Imagine that job. You have to paint someone's butt crack. I mean, well, painting their vagina's gotta be pretty aggressive. It looks like she's wearing underwear though. I don't think so. Yeah, look at the line. Um, I think that they drew that. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so she's just gonna it's called model. Oh, prankers. I take back the six. She's like a two. I mean three. Give her a chance, man. It's a little rough. <laughs> but she's butt-ass naked. <laughs> well, she's got a jacket on, but yeah, she's, yeah. she's got no pants. No she's pants. She's walking around. None. Look at yeah. that guy. Looked out of the side of his eye. Yeah. Nobody really notices, though. Her vagina's out. Have you, uh, You've been in New York a number of I times, have, right? Yeah, New York's cool. I've never been in New York. Never? Never. It's sad. I gotta it, go. It might never be the same again now. That's sad to think about. I know. I actually looked because we've been talking <clears throat> before the podcast. Mm-hmm. For those of you who haven't been hanging out with us in the garage, <laughs> yeah, is um, we were talking about like living in potentially different places, and that was one of the places I was actually looking at because I know they still have high taxes and it's an expensive place to live and everything. Yeah. But I was like, man, like when New York comes back to normal, it's got to come back to normal. I imagine because it's hope. like New Yorkers are such hardcore people. Yeah. They're like Raiders fans. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They're like they're so aggressive. And if you guys have never seen a Raiders fan, like I can, I, I can tell you right now, there's no other probable, probably, there's probably no other NFL 
hardcore fan. Hardcore fan yeah. and a Raiders fan. And I've actually seen more people with Raiders tattoos on their from the neck up <laughs> than any other NFL team I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life. That's so, how you count if hardcore fans. Yeah, hardcore. Like yeah. the this guy's entire forehead was a Raiders logo. logo. I've, I've seen that. That was a thing. They're like soccer fans in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was thinking, I was like, I started looking on Zillow and I was like, man, a lot of these places I'm looking at, these were like five times more expensive just like a year ago. Oh, okay. So shot down. Yeah. Like you, like the prices to buy something in New York City, like even like near Central Park or like in Manhattan are like the same prices now to live in Newport Beach. Damn. And those are going to jump back up. They have to. They have to. Yeah. I would assume. I mean, these are expensive buildings and like just, I mean, the whole thing, but from you know what it sounds like it sounds like everybody left like i'm friends with jordan syatt gary v's trainer workout just, trainer yeah and i just talked to him he needs actually. to do a better job he looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> gary yeah well he doesn't sleep or anything i mean he says he sleeps but i'm just fucking around. i don't think he does <laughs> there's um, no way that guy sleeps <laughs> well i was talking to jordan he, yeah. he's moving to israel actually gary v is or jordan jordan okay. is um but jordan was telling me like dude he like took a picture outside his window and he's like check this out and there's like nobody outside shit like, like that's just insane to think about. What was that movie with Will Smith where there was like nobody in the whole um, city? I am legend. Yep, legend. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe not that bad, but like <laughs> it's pretty bad. There's no zombie dogs yeah, out it's roaming. Pretty, it's pretty bad. I had a friend I just got back from there too, and he was saying how like pretty much everything's closed. It's only takeout and yeah. it's just sad. I hate takeout, dude. Dude, it's it su- sucks. Take well, there's no reason for takeout. <laughs> there's literally none. Yeah. Like you either cook at home or you go have an experience somewhere. Right. Like, I don't want fucking takeout. It sucks every time. I almost feel like when you get takeout, it's like a one-way ticket to depression. <laughs> yes. You know? Because it's like, <laughs> you weren't cool enough to have anybody over. Right. Like, now you've eaten something that's like, <laughs> it's Soggy. probably cold by the time yeah. you got to it. Like, the whole experience is fucked. It's like you just paid for a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one-way ticket to depression. I've never paid for a hooker, but I'm just saying, like, I would imagine no, it sounds like you probably have. <laughs> similar to, to something like that. But yeah. not like like a six hooker, not like a ten hooker. Not a ten. Not an <laughs> escort. We call those escorts. <laughs> we had this conversation because I was arguing with my wife. I was like, there's no way prostitution is legal in America. And she was like, yep, in Vegas it is. Yeah. And she was right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> and once you get to a certain level of wealth, everything's legal anywhere. Yeah, I would imagine. I think Eddie Murphy like has sex with ladyboys and stuff now, and that's legal. Or, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, something okay. like that. I heard he got... I mean, when you have that much money, you probably get tired of vagina, so you just look yeah. for new things. Well, Usher, right? Usher, there was like all those rumors about Usher. With ladyboys? Not ladyboys, with boys' boys. Oh, boys' boys. Tough. Yeah. tough. Or just like... He, <laughs> tough. <laughs> tough Usher rumors, but there was one where he was like, uh, this one lady accused him of, uh, she was like me too. And him like saying like, Hey, he like, um, did whatever to me and on a, on tour, but she was like this big girl, like big, big girl. And you're just like, Usher. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, I just think a lot of this stuff is kind of a pain in the pain in the ass type of stuff. Like there's someone doing the same thing to McGregor now, but it's well, like, I've, I could see that. I could see it. But at the same time, it's like. Almost any girl at any point could say this to any guy. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. There has to be some sort of proof. Like, you can't just come out years later and say, like, I got raped and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I think the gnarliest thing is, like, the Me Too movement being, like, believe all women. And then when that shit came out about Joe Biden's accuser, they're like, accept her. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch lying. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like you got to be consistent somewhere. Yeah, it, the like, whole thing is crazy. The consistency I kills me. This all started with like uh, Kobe Bryant, right? Like the girl that said that Kobe Bryant raped her, and then like after that, she got money, and like yeah. everybody was like, "I'm just gonna do the same thing." Yeah. Well, now I'm sure if you're if you're a girl in that world, you're like fishing for that, mm-hmm. you know. But it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy world for sure. <clears throat> I mean, now at this, at a certain point, now how these people have to be like sign this waiver. Like talking to the camera, say that you're agreeing to come into my bedroom. Like, how do you protect yourself other than that? I don't, yeah, there has to be, yeah, I guess if you're someone like that, you're like, all right, we're going to be on video and you're going to tell me like your social security number, where you live. (laughs) You're okay with this. (laughs) You're just going to go with like everything. Yeah. You'd be like, it's just crazy. You are signing here to say you're agreeing to, and then like romance is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, right? I mean, yeah. As I've gotten more successful in my life now, like I'm, I mean, I remember, I used to go out with girls all the time and like randomly sleep with girls all the time, like have a good time. And like now I'm like terrified to do any of that. Yeah. Like it's so scary for me now to just like randomly hook up with a girl. I'm like, uh, <laughs> for sure going to wear a condom, for sure going to go out with her a few times, see if I like her. Like yeah. and it, back in the day, it was like, um, for sure going to have sex with everyone. Cake, like, the classic <clears throat> cake and cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely something I think about now all the time. Yeah. And uh, definitely you not for sure have a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how that works out. Like you get you get older, you get a little bit more scared of things. You have more to lose. Yeah. Yeah. You just like you're not as uh, you're not e- as open to even doing like different adventures that you know would probably like break your leg or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like just like you wouldn't sleep with random girls. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're, it's, like, it's harder to bounce back from STD. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would, I would imagine. <laughs> like. Penicillin doesn't hit the same when you're that old. <laughs> it doesn't hit the same. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Man. We were I was asking you earlier, I was like, You got a girlfriend? Are you dating anyone? You're like, no. And you're like, I'm like, are you going to ever? And you're like, probably not. <laughs> probably. I think the ship sailed on that for me. I'm getting old. And you're like, only 34. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> I tell people that I'm old at 34, and they're like, dude, you're not old at all. And I'm like, I yeah. know I'm not, but like I feel like I am, you know. Body-wise, you're like, my body is old. My body feels so fucked up, dude. <laughs> like I've I've been so happy just like being able to train any way that I want recently. Like that's something that I like have been super excited about. Like all jokes aside, now we've been joking for a while. It's like that's like one thing I'm really passionate about now. Is kind right, of sorry we're getting serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I have been real passionate about is like doing a little bit more bodybuilding style stuff. And like my knee is all messed up, so like like training to me is something that's still really important and obviously really important to you. I just walked through your garage. Mm-hmm. And it's like just finding the type of training that works with like your lifestyle at that point in time. And I remember being a coach and coaching classes at my gym and other gyms that I worked at before I owned a gym. And like you look at a guy who's like in his 30s, he's like a younger guy, he looks like he's in really good shape. And you're like, dude, why are you just being a fucking pussy? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then like you get to this age now and you're like, oh, now I understand like why he's being a pussy. Like <laughs> yeah. he's got other things that are more important. Yeah. Like he just wants to look good with his shirt off or yeah. this or that. And I'm Same finally, thing. I'm finally there now. And it's cool to be able to be the person who was completely gung-ho and I still make workouts for those people. But then also, like, I just want to look good, feel good, perform better, feel better type of vibe. For who, though? Who are you trying to look good for? You're not dating. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I still like to go out there and swing some bats, you know? (laughs) Oh, I didn't say I wasn't having sex out there, but... Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing very responsibly. Yes, very I go to Air World with my clothes on instead yeah. of them off. Yeah, no, but I, I, I see that too. Like I remember being, you know, 
younger because I'm much younger than you. But yeah. I don't I don't feel appreciate feeling lumped into <laughs> your <laughs> your midlife crisis right now. No midlife um, crisis. I'm good. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Um, and remember being like, you know, like, oh, do a little bit more on the on the back squat or yep. on this or that, and like, why why aren't you going harder? Like, and you realize like, oh, if they go harder, they're gonna they're gonna like they'll pull their hamstring, they're gonna tear their their back's gonna be messed up for a week. They're not gonna be able to stand up. And as a kid, you're just like, yeah, screw it. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, not, and, none, none of it matters. Yeah, and then <laughs> when you get to a certain age, you're like, no, like I, I feel that too. Where I'm going in, like I got to be smart when I'm training because I'm used to hitting certain numbers or having certain percentages. And if I haven't been doing that consistently and I try to jump back in, I'm going to be screwed up, you yeah. know, and then I'm going to be out of commission. Well, the beginning of CrossFit too, like nobody really knew anything. It was just kind of like, man, we're doing so much stuff and we need to be ready for so much stuff that like the more I do, it's probably the better I'm going to be. Yeah. And now you have people that are like, well, hey, you want to jump in and do this workout real quick? And it's like, well, why? You know, and it's like, <laughs> well, why? Like, I think even like Frazier or somebody would be like, well, why? Like, yeah. you know, like later I got to do some conditioning because I got to get that, you know, to be at a certain level or I want to help, you know, my gymnastics or something. Mm -hmm. So like every session has a purpose. Yeah. And I just feel like every, most people are at that point now. Like they're following good programming. They're like seeking it out. They're seeking good coaches. They're seeking the answers to questions. Whereas in the beginning, it was never like that. No, it was just like. Here, let's do a, a let's 200 pistols. Let's do everything. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget this guy yeah. coming to uh, OCCF when I used to work there. And he was a games athlete. And he's like, hey, do you want to do 100 power cleans at 225 and four burpees on the minute? Like basically cow suit, cow suit yeah. but with power cleans at 225. And at the time, my power clean was like 275. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it, took like 30 minutes it took me like 40 minutes or yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, damn, that was so hard. And then for like four days, I couldn't realize like, why I couldn't work out. Yeah. Like I couldn't even back squat like 225 and I had a 500 pound back squat at the time. Like I was just like my whole body was destroyed. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. I and, programmed Barbara once like a, a harder Barbara. Um, and then every minute on the minute Kalsu style, it was like five thrusters or something. And I was like, it was murdering people. And I, Barbara's like, all body weight too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But just the, 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 the thrusters, mm -hmm. you'd get people like, okay, they'd hit the top of the minute. Then they'd take like, 20 20 seconds to get on the bar yep the bar would take them 20 seconds of five thrusters and then they had technically 20 more seconds of work but they were just like getting like one or two reps oh, and eventually crazy. you get to the point where these people are just doing thrusters and you're like Fuck. <laughs> i remember training a guy in downtown los angeles and we were doing air force for those of you guys who don't know what that is it's like 20 reps of like all the barbell movements there's like thrusters overhead squats front squats back squats yeah and deadlift high poles push press everything and it's four burpees on the minute. And this guy was paying me like a hundred bucks an hour. And, you know, his four burpees were taking him the fucking whole minute every time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, at the top of the minute, I'd be like, bro, four burpees, you know, four burpees, bro. Like, <laughs> all you have to do is just get real serious right now and get these burpees done in the next yeah. like 30 seconds and you'll get enough work. Cause he was near the tail end of the workout. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he's like, you can put those fucking burpees on my bill. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, I'm not doing them. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, right on, bro. Uh, <laughs> right just on, go bro. ahead and finish it. I'm just gonna go over here. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that moment. It was really funny. Damn. Yeah. What are uh, what are some of the stories that you've been getting since since like the whole pandemic? The pandy. And you, I'm sure you've been interviewing people like every <laughs> week. <clears throat> yeah, mostly. Yeah. If people uh, are most businesses going up? Are some of them going down? Are people freaking out about stuff? Does anyone want to move out of the state that they're in? I mean, I think. 
I think I have a little bit of everything. I think people have seen stuff go down, have pivoted to try to get stuff to go back up and, and like gyms specifically have been like, we, we can't just keep shutting down. We can't just keep yeah, it's tough. doing, um, like abiding exactly by the rules because you have some gyms that are like, all right, we're going to do everything to the book and then they get fucked. You know, they're like, all right, we're doing everything to the book and then, um, they're going to lose their businesses if they do and they're going to lose their livelihood. And then you see some people that like stay open and they're like, you know, we're just doing it safely and responsibly and we're not being assholes about it. And we're trying to be as respectful as we can. And we're having success that way. And a lot of them honestly have now they're busier than ever. Like, yeah, because so many spots have closed down and there's so many, so much, uh, like that lack of places to go and people are valuing working out now. They're valuing getting out of their home. They're valuing, um, their health a little bit more now that they see like, Oh, if I'm in a bad, if I'm in bad shape, I could die. You know, I did an interesting play where my gym membership was only $189 a month. And during the pandemic, we lost half of the members that you had. Half okay. of them decided to pay, half of them decided to put their membership on pause. And I was like, all right, well, there's really only one way that we can survive this. Like, obviously, I had chalk online, and that was like, that would always be something that would help me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the gym. Like, I could always, like, lean on that, but I always like to think of them as two separate businesses. And I'm like, how can I make the business survive? And everybody thought that I was out of my mind for doing this, but I was like, I'm bumping up the membership to 225 from 189 <clears throat> And people yeah. were like, bro, that's so fucked up. And I was like, I'm aware it's fucked up. <coughs> Why are you coughing and I'm coughing? We're I'm just like, giving each other COVID. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys got to understand, like if we lost half the people, I, I guarantee a lot of them are not going to come back. They're either going to wind up staying at home and working out or they're just going to be scared of it for a really long time because the other half are the people who just don't care. And then when those memberships kick back on, then, you know, we got to be ready to have less people and we got to, it has to cost more. And we're gonna spend more money on cleaning and all these different things. And I bumped it up. And now we actually make the same amount of money that we did before COVID. We have less members for sure, but, you know, and classes are capped now, which has been really nice because I wanted to enforce signing in forever and I never could, but now I really can. Yeah. People, I don't think people wanna be there with more than 20 people. So it's more expensive now, it's a little bit more exclusive now, and the money's the same. And I'm like really, really happy that I did that. So like if yeah. there's any gym owners listening right now and you're not really, and you're like a little bit like, man, I want to raise prices, but it's such a bad time and everything. It's like people are there to support you. Right. And I feel like, you know, it's expected now. I think that there's a lot of people out there too. Like if you're not negotiating your rent, you're out of your mind. Like my rent's $12,000 a month and I've negotiated it down just during this time. Yeah. I never got free rent. I know a lot of people. A lot of people were trying. A lot of people can get free rent, but I think that the overall like advantage to that is like you don't have to pay now, but you do have to pay later. So like I don't care about that. I just told the guy I was like, hey, instead of instead of that, like let's just like give me a deal for now. Yeah, because technically I don't have to pay you, and we could just go to court, and like this could be like a whole thing, and I'd rather not do that either. Because then you're just fucking over your landlord. Yeah, and and I don't want to do that either. They're not going to (laughs) forget. And I like I like my landlord, you know. So like the whole thing. I just like, all right, like, let's just negotiate like half rent for a little while, mm-hmm. which worked out. And, you know, I paid rent even when I had to close the gym for like a month and a half. Oh, but, you closed for that long when it was like real, real bad? Yeah, like actually letting members come in and do classes was like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And we did the online class stuff, but 
it's just not the same. I know yeah. a lot of people think that like the online world is like where everything's going. I mean, I think it can for the majority of people, but the people who are actually fit and want to work out, like they're not going to want to stay home. And like, I, I, I always say like the whole Peloton thing to me is like, I guarantee you those fucking bikes are collecting dust in people's homes. Like there's not that many people really using them. Like that thing is like a drying rack right now for people's <laughs> clothes, like a hundred percent. Expensive ass drying rack. The idea of a bike to me is like the whole reason of a bicycle is to go outside and have fun. Right. Most people start on the Peloton. They realize I don't want to sit here and stare at a screen while I'm doing this. I want to go, go somewhere. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, I like, I bought really expensive, nice bikes and I, cannot wait to get on them so i can go see all of newport go see laguna beach and like go see the california coast like i almost think of it more as like a scenic route more than like a workout when i go ride my bike yeah and to be inside like even more like how does everyone feel right now like everyone listening right now like how do you feel right now like with during the pandemic like obviously you're inside probably more than ever you're not spending as much time at the coffee shop at you know maybe the gym that you go to you're not really like you know, if, if it's even open, like you're not hanging around as much. Like there's a lot of stuff that you're just like not hanging around as much. So you're inside more than ever. That and social aspect. People yeah. Miss. And you're just like, yeah. fuck, I want to go outside. And now you're going to work out inside. Dude, fuck Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. I think that's the dumbest thing. I just like, it bothers me so much. Like, yeah. I, I think it's great that they're making money. Like you guys are a great business and like, you're doing a great job, but like, <laughs> For, with all due respect. But fuck with you. With all due respect, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's, just, it's really just like, it bums me out because I really want people to love fitness. And I think for you to love it, you got to like really be like in it. And I think right. like if you're going to work out at home, use weights. I'm going to get really <laughs> close I'm to gonna, the mic. Like just whisper. fucking use the weights because you're going to work out inside anyway. Like when you go to a gym, you're inside. So if you're going to be inside working out, get weights, Yeah, you know? And then, um, and get the chocolate performance training program. But <laughs> if you're going to get something that's meant to be outside, then go outside. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like, I, if you're going to be inside, I want to be doing something supposed to be inside. Yeah. If I'm going to run or bike, I want to be outside. Yeah. There's not a yeah. lot of cable crossover machines outside. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. unless you go to Venice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you can have a barbell and stuff outside, but it's not going to spin very well. Like, I mean, like if I'm going to be inside, there's got to be a reason for it. Like I'd like to be outside for everything if possible, you yeah. know? So I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that, but like you guys are doing something that's meant to be outside. Yeah. I don't like it. It's like hike, like let's go hike inside. Like let's put a fucking TV <laughs> on and I'm going to sit down on my Stairmaster. I'm going to walk up this mountain in Switzerland. Like I'm, I'm going to have so much FOMO that when I'm done, I'm going to be like, yo, this is I need to book a trip to Switzerland. Yeah. This is so sad. Yeah, I'm just watching it. Yeah. I might as well have a hologram dog follow me around and just like <laughs> yeah. superimpose all my happiness in life. Mm-hmm. Can't stand it. I love the stance you're taking on Peloton. Dude, I don't like stance. it. It really bothers me. I think I just think people, if they had all ridden a bike and like went out, I mean, maybe not everyone lives in California. That could be the issue. But like, I'm sure everyone has a pretty something. Even if you live in fucking Oklahoma, there's got to be a really pretty fucking cornfield you can drive by or some shit. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Or just take like a mountain bike through the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Those fat bikes now, those look dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like an electric bikes. one. Yeah. The big, huge tires. I have one of those too. Do you? Mm-hmm. Which one do you ride more? Electric or? The electric bike, honestly, is just for my friends at this point. <laughs> to keep up with you? To keep up with me. Yeah. Um, it was the first bike I ever bought. Because I was like, you know, I kill myself in the gym. The last thing I want to do is like ride up this fucking hill. And then 
all the friends that I would start riding with, they all had regular bikes and they'd start making fun of me about having an electric bike. <laughs> yeah. And then I decided, well, okay, I'll get a regular bike to queue up with these guys. And then I was like, man, this is fucking really hard. But then I kept getting better and better and better. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll start racing. So I don't know if you know, I, I start racing, mm-hmm. mount, I start I racing mountain bikes now. Mountain bikes, okay. Yeah. Like, is it just uh, courses, jumps? What are you doing? Courses. Some of yeah. them have a little bit of jumps in the okay. course, but it's something I'm passionate about now. I really like nice. it a lot. Uh, I'm excited for the season to start back up when this is all over. But Oh, shit. You're like um, real into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have gotten really into it. I've actually seen a couple of other CrossFit games. At, uh, Carol. Carol, I saw at one of yeah. my races. Oh, he was at the race? Okay. He was at one of my races, yep. Did you talk shit to him? <laughs> <laughs> we were in two different divisions. Um, was it like uh, by, by uh, what's the divisions? There's like five levels. There's either four or five levels, and basically it goes from like beginner all the way to pro. Okay, so it's not like body weight. <laughs> no, no, nothing with body weight. Weight classes. It, it, it's weird because the... The professional division looks like a bunch of pussies, and then the beginner division is like all the jack dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you get slowly, slowly, like more estrogen levels as you go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like that. the men are s- slowly morphing to women. Well, because you've been <clears throat> sitting on the seat longer, which is cutting off <laughs> blood flow to your testicles, right? <laughs> Dude, perfect sense. I actually never thought of it that way. Yeah. As I look at the crop mop ball wipes over here at Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Manscaped plug. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, anyway, Jesus. Yeah, so like I eventually got a regular bike, started riding more, and then the electric bike just kind of got kicked off to the side. Yeah. And I never ride it anymore. I thought about selling it, but then I would have friends that would be like, I want to go. Like, And I'm like, all right, yeah, you just ride that, and now we're good. It, which is cool, because now I can have friends who don't even ride kind of like give me a run for my money when we ride. Yeah. So it gives me like a like a carrot to chase nice i like it cool it's cool what uh what's the season like like how how long do you compete um is it like a sorry i'm gonna ask two questions is it like uh it's i mean it's pretty much all year round you just kind of decide where you want to go and when you want to go yeah there's there's like the uci world championships and there's all sorts of stuff i don't know if i want to get that deep into it because mainly just because like i still sell fitness programs and i still need to look good and i know that for me to be at top level yeah is going to be me like losing significant amount of weight because you got to be light to climb and and all this stuff like i've i've gotten pretty good i'm like the level just under pro Mm -hmm. they call it the super sport level um and i do pretty well like i get top 10 in in the races and then just below that was like the the sport level or whatever they call it which is still a pretty solid level and i was winning those races yeah uh so then i bumped up and now i'm getting beat but it's it's just it's just a really fun i mean dude it's exhilarating like in the middle of the race you know like uh you're going like fucking 50 miles an hour down a hill and there's a jump or oh damn you know i've eaten shit a few times and <laughs> yeah you go to these tracks that you've never even seen before you don't know what it's like until you're doing it like it's, it's really cool how far are the like the average course um they're usually like between 20 and like 40 miles for the ones that i do and that would take you how, what kind of time between frame an are you hour looking? to two hours okay typically nice and you're climbing up stuff and going down yeah. stuff and there's Shit. flat sections with jumps and different things. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Damn. We have, we have a, a really nice area here for mountain biking, which I never really knew. Like Laguna Beach is like something that a lot of people want to go to all around the world. Like a destination mountain bike It's a destination bike spot, spot to, to mountain bike. And then like <coughs> back in those hills back there, there's, you know, racetracks and different things. You would miss really it cool. here too much if you ever moved. Dude, it's tough. Like There's so much to love about being here. Yeah, like, again, like, you guys, you know, weren't with us in the garage before this, but, like, we were talking about living in different places, and it's, I've lived all over the world. I lived in um, 
Park City, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. I lived in Hawaii and I was a helicopter pilot there for a little while and I flew to all the islands and got to see all the stuff. I grew up in New Jersey and I went to New York City a lot and Florida and like the whole East Coast because my mom didn't fly. So we'd drive everywhere up and down the coast. And I've been lucky enough recently to travel just about everywhere. But like what we have right here in Orange County, even like as opposed to LA, well, LA has the same kind of vibe, but it's just like a lot more people. We just have like a media, like a medium population, which is cool. We have the mountains within 10 minutes. We have a harbor. We have the ocean. Trails, yeah. We have like, you know, like a real livable area. Whereas like some, any, anywhere else that's like this is just straight tourist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you go there and it's just like, you can't live there because it's just so many tourists and you just, you just can't. Um, whereas here in Newport, we're just like tucked away. Yeah. And what's even cooler is we have an airport 10 minutes away. Yeah. A good airport. airport. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. We have such cool like lifestyle here. It's amazing. Yeah. Don't look at our prices though. I know. I mean, it's, (laughs) I I, I saw a comedian, I forget one time he's like, California is so expensive, you know? And he's like, he's like trying to say it like in a funny voice and he's just like, good. (laughs) <laughs> fucking don't come here yeah. you know what i mean like stay out yeah stay out type of thing and i was like oh it's funny you know but then like i, I didn't live here at the time yeah. but now i get it you know it's like oh it was daniel tosh okay yeah that's who it was like you could just tell the way he would say something yeah and uh and, and now i get it you know it's it really is it's it, it's worth it yeah like for everywhere that you would save money like texas is like zero tax like florida it's like you go there and it's cool but to be there 100 percent of the time yeah. it's kind of tough it's always to a tricky balance with like lifestyle, like making sure that your lifestyle is set up so you can enjoy actually being here, which is something you've made a priority for yourself. Like you've set up your businesses, your Dude, everything. Yeah. So you can go mountain bike, you can go, you know, around Newport, you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains, you can travel, you can have a good lifestyle because most people pay that top shelf price, but don't Never really enjoy it. Right. Exactly. That was a big thing when I used to coach classes all the time and be in the gym all the time. Was like I didn't really like living here. I tell people that all the time. I'm like it was all right. Everybody's like older, and like there really wasn't that much to do. And I'm like, man, like what a spoiled little fucking brat I was at the time, because like I had no idea. And then like now that I have a little bit more time, which debatably is it's very debatable. Like I, I think I, I probably have less time now. I'm just better at managing it, because like every time I had 12 minutes, I'd just work out instead of like you know, get work done that I probably should have got done and then have hours at the end of the day. But like now it's, it, it's crazy. Like the amount of stuff that we could do, like you can surf, you can paddleboard, you can hike, you can bike, you can fucking just walk around town. That's like insane. You know, we have islands, we have peninsulas, we have, you know, everything. Yeah. And it's crazy how close everything, like Laguna beach sounds so far away. It's 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a 10 minute drive. Yeah. Like, and it's not no like traffic. any drive here. It's not bad, a bad drive. Like if you go down to San Diego or like anywhere down there, you're on the ocean the whole, the whole time. Yeah. You know, if you go up to Malibu, it's a pretty drive. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's not a bad spot. It's, yeah, the drives is, is are, are always amazing on, yeah. on PCH, which is Pacific Coast Highway for those of you guys never been out here. Unless you get stuck in LA, but LA traffic hasn't even been bad since the vid. It really hasn't. No. And my friend uh, Hunter McIntyre, he lives up in, yeah. he lives mm-hmm. up in Malibu. And I've been up there a few times to, to mountain bike with him. And it's just like, it's pretty amazing to be able to drive up there and not have to hit traffic at all. Yeah. It's like unreal. It's funny you bring him up because he actually messaged me when we got 
when we started renting this spot mm-hmm. and he was like my friend's ex-girlfriend owns this this house oh wow and i was like oh okay <laughs> i feel like hunter knows everybody at some point in time where is he does he live in malibu like full time or is he somewhere else um i think he's there full time okay he, that house that he always films at that's his house no he okay. um he's like the caretaker for the house groundskeeper yeah it's like a 40 million dollar yeah, it looks huge I'm it's like, insane what is this place yeah and he just uh it's crazy. All he has to do is just make sure that like no one fucks with it or yeah. he gets a free place to stay. Damn. It's it's a really unbelievable pad. The, the I, I can't imagine really living there though because you can't really like you're way up in the mountains, like way up. And like just to get down to civilization takes like 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a 10 15 minute drive to like the grocery store or whatever. So it's like an like it's a 2 hour like round trip just for you to like go to the grocery store. Yeah. So it's like you almost like don't want to leave. Right, you, you, there's no point. Which is tough. Like, I'm just like, man, you live in this amazing area. Malibu is such an anomaly of an area. It's just like this little strip, but like if you don't know anybody or you don't like, you don't know anyone has a house there or like you don't know where to go, like it, it almost looks like it sucks. Mm-hmm. But if you go to like just the right pockets with just the right people, like just the right times, different things, like it's really, really fucking cool. But it's a absolutely overwhelmingly overhyped spot like i felt like if you guys have never been to california i think the best thing for you to do would be like fly into san diego probably and then like vibe in san diego for a little bit and then come drive up to newport and then just kind of like see what we have here like between like newport and laguna yeah um and i think that's really all you really need to do i don't think i think you might get a little bummed out by la yeah i think la is just like too spread out and then i feel like malibu is just like it's not like it's very very pretty to drive but you just unless you have a really good friend who has a house there it's not really the place to be yeah or you go to pepperdine yeah i mean you just drive by you're like oh there it is there it is that's it you know what i mean the beaches are super nice in malibu though like if you surf yeah like that's the only spot i've ever seen just been chilling on the beach and seeing like dolphins yeah i mean i mean they have there's like zoom yeah zuma beach is a really cool one and then there's one like way up the coast where there's like different rocks and different things, but it's way, 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 way up and you have to climb down. And I mean, it, it's really, really cool. I, yeah. I, I, I dig it up there. I just, I prefer to live here. Yeah. I would, I would, <clears throat> it's or almost like a... secluded. You're like secluded. Yeah. You're like in this little, like you said, pocket of mm-hmm. like seclusion and like wealth and like, you know, you live next to Jay-Z's daughter or some shit. Literally Hunter lives <laughs> next to like Axl Rose. Like Will Smith, yeah. like fucking who's the other guy who's like real big on TikTok right now? Like Jason Derulo, like all those guys are like live over there. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine having that much money and then like wanting to just be like secluded like that. Like I get it, like people probably bother you or whatever. But man, like if I want to be secluded, like why not go somewhere like like Montana or like Coeur d'Alene yeah. or yes. like I actually just, be secluded yeah. rather than being in like a little bubble yeah. in Malibu? Yeah. I remember like when I finally got enough money to kind of like live kind of like wherever I wanted to, like in Orange County, I was like, it, it was a little bit more overwhelming than I thought. I remember just being like, this is where I'd want to live 100% if I had that much money. And then I had it and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to live there. And then I was like, I want to live like right on the beach then. And then it was like, well, do you want everyone like walking in front of your house all the time? And then it was like, do you want this? Do you want that? Like, you're going to be buying this and you're going to own it for this amount of time. And like, it got a little overwhelming to me. And then I got my spot that I have now and I think what I like most about it is I can walk outside my door and like blue bottle coffee's right there. Mm-hmm. And like this whole little strip of people that's like always kind of poppins right there. And like to me, that stuff's important. Would you see him a lot? Because <laughs> he used to work. He used to work at that blue bottle? Not at blue bottle, but like right next door to the, the what's it called? Hearst? The perfume spot. The 
Le Labo. Oh, oh yeah. I used to yeah. see that spot all the time. Yeah. And he Did would you be like there? in Blue Bottle. He'd be like, I see Ryan. I'm looking at him right now. What's crazy? He doesn't is, recognize me. You know what's crazy is every time I I walk by that place, people always wave to me. And I'm like, I have no idea who the fuck these people are. But how are you? Yeah. And, then like, and I just walk by, and now I know why. Yeah, I'm probably just being the asshole. But <laughs> yeah. Like uh, yeah, I always notice that. You're like, he, but man, dude, that area is so. He's a gray fucking, man. He's a gray man. That that area is just so cool. Like that that whole area, like down in Lido, is just the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy I live there. I like, I really like it there a lot. Then but why I, are you moving? I just don't want to pay the damn California tax. Yeah. It's and even the 13.3% is like it's shitty. But knowing that it's going even more is is like damn, I just that's so ridiculous. I don't want to get to the point where it's like with the new uh with the new presidency and like the new like tax plan and everything, it's going to wind up being for California and New York is 62%. When and you're in that tax bracket. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, well, I mean some people will argue like, hey, man, you made your money in California. You made your money here. Like, just pay it. And like, you like living here and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I understand that. But like, I wasn't just like a little broke. I was like broke, broke for like 99% of my life. And like, I just got the damn money. Like, I just like. <laughs> Nine. I, no, like- <laughs> it's, not even, it's, it's not even that. Yeah. It's like, can I just like, please like save, like, give me a few years before you bump all this shit up so that like then I can look back or something, you know what I mean? But, like, now it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how much money do you need to make now? Like, I just feel like I hate I, – I never wanted to get to the point where I'm at now and felt like I needed more. I never wanted that to happen, and I feel like that's, like, what's happening. But it's, like, tricky, though, because you keep getting more and you keep paying you more. Pay, you just pay more. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, I mean, as an example, like, it sounds mental, but, like, let's say you make $5 million, you pay – two and a half million dollars in tax and you're like oh that motherfucker made two and a half million dollars then you make ten million dollars and you pay five million dollars in tax so you only went up like you didn't even go up that much mm-hmm. and then you make a hundred million dollars you pay 50 million dollars in tax and it's like holy fuck so like <laughs> it just winds up getting out of control you know yeah. and then if it's 62 percent tax like it's like right now it's about 50 percent tax uh then it's like even worse and then it just it it gets it just gets crazy. It's just yeah. too much. Like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense at a certain point. No. But you see people leaving California. And then they're going to like I think they're saying Arizona, there's like a thousand Texas, people leaving a day. Nevada. It's something it's an all time world record of like the amount of people leaving per day, like yeah. of any state ever. Have you signed the uh petition yet to get uh, Governor Newsom, Newsom out? out? I haven't. That's at the corner of my street though, like all the time. <laughs> I think and, you can do it online though. Can you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I just don't know if it matters. Yeah. I think after this presidency, we found out that like a lot of things just don't matter. You know what I think is interesting is, uh, speaking of stuff not mattering, um, Bezo- Jeff Bezos, owner mm-hmm. of Amazon, came out and said, we're not going to do an online, because they had some type of vote for all their employees at Amazon to like do something important in the company. He said, we're not going to do a mail-in ballot because it wouldn't be legit. Hmm. And it's like, interesting. Like Amazon won't even do a mail-in ballot for their internal an internal vote but we're doing it for the presidency yeah interesting it's all wild it's a bummer it's 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 just been a crazy time yeah i don't want to burn out like the whole covid time i'm sure we've talked you've probably talked about on on all your podcasts at some point in time but it's like i mean it always comes up but it is it's relevant people are going through it still it's fucking crazy i can't i can't get over like what we're going through right now and i hope that we can look back at it like short very very shortly i know a lot of things are opening back up but you also hear about like the spread being worse. It's like it's like weird. It's like why are we opening up if the spread is worse? Like I just don't fucking know. 
it's almost like people are so burnt out of hearing like about it even the people that did excuse me that did care about it in the beginning and wanted to do the right thing i've seen so many of those people that have been like yeah we're going to follow cdc guidelines 100% we're going to take this to the 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 nth degree they're now like i don't care anymore like yeah it's crazy i, I like <laughs> like i've never seen so much like or i guess something so like cared about and like people being so gung-ho about and then switch to be like i don't, honestly could care less in such a short amount of time well in the beginning i was like oh this is cool like i'm gonna start fucking going crazy with like the online stuff and like all these different things and like i mean chalk all, all of my online stuff more than doubled during the yeah. covid and, and you were set up and still is it. is going which has been great but then, like, after the first, like, couple months, I was like, um, my life is boring as fuck. And, like, <laughs> I just don't like this anymore, you know? Yeah. And then, like, recently, just the other day, I was telling my friends, I was like, dude, I just, like, don't, I just don't care about fucking anything anymore. I don't care about how much money I can possibly make. Like, I don't care about fucking anything. I just want the world to go back to normal because I just can't fucking do this anymore. And like, I'm tired of working at home. I used to love going to the coffee shop to work. I used to like everything that I love about life for me is like fucked right now. Yeah. And like, for me, it's, I'm having a hard time at this point, like being okay with like anything. Like there's no amount of success right now for me. Like there's, there's no amount of like a trip that I can go on that I really just like can't be on without a fucking mask on. Like, like I've done a bunch of cool trips and like, you know, it's just weird. I go in the hotel with the mask on. Like I went mountain biking and, um, lake tahoe like a you know a couple months ago and i was like coming through the lobby on my mountain bike covered in mud and like whatever and he's like you gotta put, go back outside put your mask and i was like fuck me like <laughs> i was in the wilderness with like one person that i'm in my room with <laughs> i'm not bringing anything in unless it's like you know yeah. <laughs> a fucking disease from like a fucking bird or something. you know what i mean like <laughs> It's just like, it's crazy. And I understand, like, I get it. It's like, it's not me. It's like, you know, kill other, like, older people or whatever. I, I get the whole thing. But it's like, just all those things that I, like, I cared about. Like, that moment to me was like, a, like, I really needed that. I wanted to get out of California, which was crazy at the time. And I wanted to, like, go on a nice mountain bike ride, like, up in the mountains. And then I'm just getting yelled at from my fucking face mask. And then, yeah. like... You know, I get home and like the like what I really look forward to, like going to the coffee shop and working, I can't do. So I'm like in my kitchen on the fucking counter, like making my workouts for my apps and all my different things. And I'm like, this is so fucking boring. Did you actually miss like the the personal contact or was it more so like the actual going to places and having like experiences like you mentioned earlier? These like experience to me is the whole thing. Like I've But do you do that with community like style, like with other people, or is it more so about just like would you be cool if, you know, say nobody else was going, nobody else was around, it was just you? Would you have the same amount of, like, yeah. fun? Yeah. yeah, equal to me, yeah. for sure. Um, a lot of times when I go to the coffee shop or when I go do stuff, it's like I need to work and I just want to be in a different headspace and I just kind of, like, want to be around other people to the point where, like, I've told, I've told friends, I'm like, hey, if you want to work, you can just come to my house and, like, just be in the fucking room so I could just see another person working. It's, it's, right. it's like being in a CrossFit class. Like, you don't care if the other person's good or not. You just want them to do the workout with you. That's yeah. it. That's all you want. That's what. That's all I want for everything. I want someone in the car when I go on a road trip. I want someone next to me when I'm at the coffee shop so I can work, you know, and just feel better. 
Um, like that competitive. <laughs> I just like it. You know what I mean? Like it's cool when there's a dude pissing yeah. next to you at the urinal. Like, yeah. I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like all those little things. So like th- those are all the things that I miss right now. Um, there was like one thing during the pandemic that I thought that I would do and I didn't wind up doing it. It was like when it first happened, I was like, man, I'm going to tell people like how to do, like how to make fitness a business. Like, why wouldn't I do that? This is what everybody wants to do right now. And I started like, I've never done a webinar in my life. I just was like, I'm going to do like a webinar. I'm going to tell people like, give them like a good little hook and a story about everything. And now I'm going to pull them in. And then I'm going to try to like do a business course. Cause it's like, not only am I passionate about it, I love talking about like the business of the fitness stuff, just as much as I like talking about actual fitness and health and all that stuff. And I was excited for it. And it was like spur of the moment. And I put it out there and I ran an ad to it and everything and the people were signing up. But then I got a whole bunch of like negative messages from people. And actually one of them was um, James Fitzgerald from OPEX. Mm -hmm. He like reposted it and was like, this is such a disgrace and like blah, 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 blah. People like trying to make money on people like during the pandemic or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? I was like, I, I told, I called up my marketing agency and I was like, just pull it. Like I'm over it. Like forget it. And then um, I gave everybody their money back Damn. For, from the webinar or whatever. And because um, I think I was charging like a hundred bucks. And I'm still kind of sad I didn't do it. And I'm thinking about doing it again now. It's like something that I just think is really, I mean, fuck, so many people hit me up and they're like, dude, I love all of your stuff, but like, I really want to know how to, you know, make this a thing. And it's like, if they don't give me the, the money and the, they don't make me like their motivating person or whatever, it's like, they're going to give it to someone else who like doesn't deserve it, you know, and they're going to. Like that, that person most likely is trying to, you know, what do I want to say? Like, I don't want to say scam them, but like take advantage of them. All right. Cause I have, that's like one thing that I've noticed a lot throughout this is I can see the people who are legit now and the people who aren't. And like I've met them through podcasts. And like once you understand the people who are in like that click funnels world, like the whole Russell Brunson thing, like once you see, like once you, like you read his books and all of a sudden you know exactly who's like in that in that realm, but you also know if they're real or not because you're in that field. So you read some of it and you're like, ooh. And then like that person's gonna get like 10 grand from someone to like sign up and learn how to do something that's like, they probably don't even, they've never done themselves. Sure. And that's like the whole thing that we're dealing with now. I I think the pandemic is partially a pandemic of like young kids telling people how to run businesses. They've never even run a business. They never Mm -hmm. even graduated college. Mm. And I'm not saying that they know more than other people, but it's scary because somebody's about to lose their house or you know they're losing their job or like whatever they do currently doesn't make that much money and they want to make more money and they give someone like this you know who's renting a house on airbnb and renting a lamborghini or like borrowing it from their friend or like i've read stories as as far as like people just knocking on doors saying like hey can i use this house for a video and they're like yeah sure yeah and it's just like just such false advertisement. Right. I mean, I just followed some, I, I follow an Instagram called Success Business Owner. And there was a kid on there who was like, 2020, zero dollars. 2021, $2 million. And then it was like, follow this kid. And Success Business Owner is a good Instagram. And I was like, damn, I, I just, I just want to like, I just want to see who the kid is. And he's like doing these videos and he's obviously like in a very inexpensive like apartment rental or something like that. I'm like, motherfucker, if you have $2 million, like, you probably would upgrade it a little bit, you know, like, yeah, I doubt it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, but people don't look for stuff like that or like 
I'll just look at like what they're wearing. Like I'll just like look at something like, where is it? Is it in, you know, is it in a cool town? Is it in a shitty town? Like little things and, and, and all that stuff adds up to me. Like, I just feel like almost everybody now is false advertisement until proven not yeah. false. Well, people have a unique sense of like telling if somebody can, is lying mm-hmm. and like without even like listening to what they're doing, just like their body language, what they're doing, like just on like nonverbal communication. We have an instinct if somebody's lying or not. Yeah. Which is like why most people hate politicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Yeah, they're pretty gnarly. Um, I always say like politicians are just ugly actors. Like they couldn't make it in Hollywood. Interesting. So. They are like, they're pretty much all ugly, huh? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Donald yeah. Trump is an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine being a girl? Like, that's the guy who's going to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just seeing the dollar signs probably. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, it's side, that was a tangent. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like with your, that business stuff, I remember like, you, it's cool to like hear what you went through with the pandemic because like we did the the last podcast we did was like right before the last one you were at the house when um when uh this is when i broke my arm too yeah you had your arm broken yeah not had it broken but you yeah. broke it <laughs> um and you were uh you were like kind of freaking out but you're like hey i gotta step outside because like gyms are closing i'm getting a lot of pressure to close this was like right when it happened mm-hmm. and then now we're kind of coming to it almost like a year later and you're going through like, okay, this is what happened. This is what yeah. we did. It's kind of, it's cool to see the initial response that a lot of people had were like freaking out and then how people have been able to pivot. And it's shitty that Fitzgerald was like calling you out and being like, this is bullshit. I hate that stuff when people are like, oh, this is a disgrace. He's the ultimate are... person who sells people programs. Right. It's like the pot <laughs> calling the kettle black. I think, and I think I actually saw like a, like within like a couple days, he's like, like buy he, mine. He, he was doing a webinar or whatever. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The consistency. Yeah. Like these people, anybody can be a victim to it where they're like calling somebody out for something and then turning around and doing the same exact thing. Yeah. And it's just wild to me that you don't, people don't see their own, that own, you know, that, that stuff in themselves. Yeah. But like, yeah, people were like, you know, oh, we're not going to support them because they're trying to make money during the pandemic. And I was like, yeah, everybody's trying to still make money to put, keep the roof over the head, keep food on the table, ensure what they're doing lasts. Like, of course people are going to make money. Like nobody, what are we talking de- about? You have to make educational decisions. Like if you've been following some guy who's obviously has not been making a lot of money for a really long time and then he tells you how to make money, then he's lying. But like if you're following someone who like you've watched their life improve significantly over time, um, and then he wants to tell you how to make money, then you should probably listen. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with making money or not. It's like you're, all you're doing is solving problems. Like the people who make the most amount of money in the world and people who do the best in the world are only solving problems. They're not trying to make money. Like right. Amazon was answering, I mean, he, he solved a, a problem that was like a big thing. Like he wanted everyone to go to one different place, wanted everything to be cheaper. Like Elon Musk solved the problem. He created a car that was electric that we all fucking needed and we're going to need at some point. And like for me, like the chalk online program was people kept asking what was in, what the workout was in the gym. And I was like, all right, well, here it is. And then I was doing nutrition plans in the gym and posting them on Instagram. And they're like, well, I want to do it too. And they were from all over the world. And I was like, all right, well, I'll create it for you too. And like all of my stuff, none, none of it was ever to make money ever. I think a lot of people think that, um, you know, like, the ultimate entrepreneur in the space and i'm like i don't think anybody thinks that no but i think <laughs> I'm like, just fucking with you but they, you are though if you look at like the amount of people i was telling somebody else this 
not even to like hype you up or anything, but I was telling you, telling somebody else this, like to see what you've done in the space with what you've been given and where, where you've come from, how you're utilizing it. Like you probably are the best example of somebody that's, cause you see people with like millions and millions of, of followers and like have won the CrossFit games and have all of these different accolades that are not able to monetize it or sell it. Not necessarily like you're like selling something, but it's the, the process that you say of, Hey, I'm just solving a problem. People are asking me for something and I'm just able to package it and give it to them in a way that they appreciate and they like, and you're able to, you have that work ethic and you've applied it to this aspect. And so, and it's, it's relatable. Yeah. And it's cool to see because it's like, no, you don't have to like, for people that are maybe discouraged, like, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, I haven't won the CrossFit games or, oh, I'm, you that know, was, that was me. I haven't, I don't have a million followers. How could I ever do this? It's like, yeah. no, you can like, you're just, you know, like you said last time you were talking about how the people that you work with, some of them, the highest earning accounts are the lowest number of followers because they're actually, they're like, they've built credibility with that audience. Yeah, like, they, re they respond yeah. to like their DMs. Yeah. I mean, dude, responding to my messages now is like, it's a part-time job. And like, I literally, I literally respond to pretty much all of them. Yeah, like, even the dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do give them a response usually, it's pretty funny. Uh, not another dick pic, but. <laughs> Tit for tat. Yeah, I, 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 I try to respond to everybody. And like a big thing I try to do is I try to do voice so that they know that it's me. Oh, okay. Um, and it's faster too, actually. Like when you yeah. have a whole bunch of messages, it's way faster to do voice than it is to text. Unless I'm like in public or something and then I'll text, uh, but usually it's it's voice. Yeah. And I th people usually freak out over that stuff all the time. Damn, that's fun. And I think it makes a big difference. It connects you with everybody. But yeah, for me, um, I just always try to answer the questions that everyone are asking. And then instead of just answering back to that person, I try to figure out a way to, to answer the question so that everyone can hear it. And then that's how you really make make money i think yeah i mean it's smart you're taking a question that you're getting in a dm and you're being like okay how am i going to make this worth my time and help other people yeah instead of just helping this one person you're like how can i you know if somebody's messaging me other people are going to have this answer it's like when you go on the internet and you're like type in the most specific question and it pops up in like a reddit thread and like obviously somebody's had that question yeah you know <laughs> but it's like how do I, you know, replace the, I don't know, ink in a, a Hilton ballpoint pen? And you're like, it's in there. Yeah. There's a Reddit thread on it because yeah. people are asking that. But it, you know, what's what, the thing that people are really, what gets them scared is like, let's say, for instance, you want to put workouts on, online. Like, I remember when I wanted to put workouts online and charge, I was like, well, why would they want to buy mine when there's so many that are free? And it's like, well, they're asking for yours. So, like, just give them the option. And then it was like, all right, well, I mean, it doesn't cost I mean, it doesn't cost me that much except like have my my web guy like do a couple things and blah blah blah. Maybe it cost me a couple hundred bucks, which at the time was a lot of money. But it yeah. was like, all right, well, worst case scenario, that it's a couple hundred dollars. And then a lot of people bought it, and I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. And then you start to realize that like personal brand is the most important thing in the entire world. I actually just saw Gary Vee talk about this literally just a couple days ago. He was like, the most important thing you have is a personal brand. And like every single thing that you do is like, is basically something that is worth something. Like every single thing is worth something and it's worth something to someone else, especially if they're in the same scenario. And you always have like the ability to ask for money at some point and the people who are tight with you are always going to pay for it. And I think a lot of people just, they just lose that because they think that nobody gives a fuck. But if you have followers, they give a fuck like on some level. 
Yeah. It, it's crazy. Like, even if you only have a thousand followers, there's probably like a hundred or 200 of them that are willing to buy something. Like, I just think that's what people miss all the time. Yeah. They just think that like no one gives a fuck. And it's like a lot of people really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you have random followers, there's a reason that they follow you. And then they uh, give a fuck. Yeah. They, they just all care. Yeah. Everybody cares. <laughs> Everybody cares. I think, I mean, every, especially, yeah. I think especially now, like I think yeah. a lot of people are scared to do things right now, but it's like, you shouldn't, this is the best time to like not be scared. Yeah. I mean, people the peop- are at home more the, than ever. Yeah. And the people that are taking the chances and putting like putting stuff out there, they're finding like that it's working it's working yeah yeah exactly i've talked to like way way more people now that are doing better during covid than than bad yeah which is i feel like that's just the type of person that it is it's like the cream's gonna rise at the top the people that are gonna step up are gonna do well and have done well and like thrived in this situation um which is like kind of shitty to like talk about i guess because some people are really struggling yeah. yeah and but hopefully the people that are doing well can help those people, can put something out there that can be a service to somebody that's struggling. Yeah, I think like 60 million jobs are gone or something now, something crazy. But we got to be creating jobs too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like as my business grows, I have to hire more people. As other people's online businesses grow, you have to hire more people. So I think that it'll all kind of even out. I'm interested to see like what happens in the grand scheme. Like are all the stocks going to go down or is the housing market ever going to crash or is like, is there so many people who are making more money now that like everything just keeps going up? Yeah. Cause like everyone says like in terms of history, like everything has to come down now we've been up for too long and like we had, there has to be a crash and I'm just, and I listen to like my older, my older peeps that like are around me. I have like two guys that I really look up, or maybe three people that I really look up to in the gym and they're like in their forties, fifties, sixties. And they're always like really, really spot on with a lot of this stuff. And they're just like, dude, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. Like for the last like year or two, like, Take all your money out of everything. And I'm just like, dude, I don't think you understand like social media and stuff now. And like, I don't know if it's just because like my friends, like, the people that I'm close to all do pretty well with stuff. But like, I think there's a lot of people doing really well. And I just don't see anything going down anytime soon. Unless social media like crashes. Or, I think it's, right. like, I think you need a social media crash before there's like a real like financial crash in my opinion. Well, so many people's livelihood is tied to social media now. Yeah, it's like, mm, it's, I mean, I mean, fuck, dude. Uh, there's people on TikTok right now that I know that like have maybe a thousand followers on Instagram, but they have like a million on TikTok. Yeah. And it's like, you just got to find your niche, like your niche, like, and, and find like the way that you like to get your personality out there. Because mm-hmm. some people are really good at TikTok and some people aren't. Yeah. And I started TikTok and I sucked at it. I just was like, I'm going to put all this stuff up that I wouldn't post on my Instagram, like my fun travel stuff, like mm-hmm. funny things that happen, like, because I think that's what TikTok wants to see. And then they didn't care about that. And I started, Instagram actually blocked me last month. I couldn't do any captions. I couldn't do swipe on your ups. posts or <laughs> I couldn't. Swipe ups? Yeah. I'm wearing a swipe, that's why I'm wearing the wearing swipe, a swipe up. up shirt. <laughs> um, I couldn't do links in, in links in my bio. I couldn't do I couldn't do anything for like five weeks, dude. Like it yeah. was, I lost like a solid five figure number in income in that time just because Instagram fucked me so bad. And I was why like, did they block you? Do you know? I have no clue. Is it like a shadow ban kind of? I don't know. So like, quote unquote, somebody wrote me in my messages. They were like, dude, take out, like redo your bio and see what Uh happens. And I was like, well, fuck, I have nothing else to try at this point. I'd sent them a million messages. I had done everything I could. And for me, all I had to do was take out owner of chalk performance training. And 
my account came back. I could write captions. I could all of a sudden do swipe ups. Like everything worked all of a sudden. So like right now, if you look at my Instagram, it's it just says owner of chalk performance training, but it doesn't say it does. You can't click on it. So it just uh, says okay. So if I if I turn that into a at chalk performance yeah. training and do the actual Instagram and you click on yeah. it, it it won't let it won't let me post it. Shit. And then are you set up as a business? This per, your personal page? No, I think it's a creator page. Creator and your chalk it. performance is a business page. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I'm not sure, but like, dude, it literally fucked up everything. Like, I couldn't Shit. do anything at all. Yeah. And, and then when I took that out, everything came back to normal, and I was like, oh my god, like so ridiculous, such a ridiculous thing. Yeah. And well, like, I think like that's you're onto something there because Instagram's like recently or more recently has been like, okay, we're gonna you know charge people to access their following or people are making money on our platform. So how are we gonna make more money? Because yeah fuck you pay me you know mm -hmm. so which they have a right to do like yeah. uh they built this people are making money off of it people are profiting people have found a way to use it um and are reaching people so they're like hey we need to be paid too the problem so, though is that when they do this is when they, everyone switches to another app so like well they can try they have to stop like <laughs> you have to just chill because yeah. tiktok's gonna take over or yeah. the next one's gonna take over or the next one's gonna take over you think tiktok will ever take over for instagram i don't know like i feel like it should be taking off more than it is right now you remember vine uh-huh that's like what it feels like to me like, yeah there's it's, it's a side hustle that like you some can people make, are killing it yeah and some people aren't yeah you're gonna get like 10 or 12 like people that can like crush tiktok and like crushed vine that like yeah, they have a decent Instagram following and then like they're like extras in like C-level movies now. Yeah. And uh <laughs> C-level. And uh and um maybe TikTok will be the same way, but I feel like eventually it's there's not enough like behind what's happening there as far as like the normal person, like the average person is on Instagram. The average person will open, will scroll, will engage in Instagram. Like my grandma's on Instagram, you know. Like she ain't going to ever be on TikTok. She ain't ever going to be on Vine. Well, that's why people still make a lot of money on Facebook because there's people that are on there who just aren't going to get off. And I think, I almost think as much as like people like Gary Vee and some of these other people who are like, Yo, you need to be on this, you need to be on this, you need to be on this. And it's like, yeah, I understand that. But like at the same time, I feel like my generation is always going to be Instagram. Like you're talking like, even 10 years from now. We're I'll, gonna be like the old people on Facebook. We're still on Instagram. It's gonna be on Instagram, yeah. you know? And it's like, because we're not gonna really wanna do the new thing. And like, basically where I was going with this story was I was banned. And then for that entire month, I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what else to do. So I started just doing TikTok. And now I have like 30,000 followers on TikTok. Like I, I built that just in a month. And that was like, I figured out like how to do my posts and how to really do it. And I was like, this actually is pretty cool. I get it. Yeah. And then um have you transitioned that to reels now? Or so I would take a lot of that stuff and put it onto reels or I would do that and then put it somewhere else. And it, it's it's good. What I think is good about having multiple social media platforms is you can take the content and cut it and change it to different things. So you're not really wasting your time. But one thing I noticed, and I have some other people on my marketing team who like have hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, is like this one gal has a hundred she has like 120,000 probably followers on on Instagram and now she has about that on TikTok and she didn't make any more money on Instagram from her TikTok following even though you have like a link in the bio and like people have access to to, to your stuff 
And then I noticed the same thing as I got my 30,000 followers on, on TikTok, I wasn't really making any more money overall. So like, it's interesting. Like the, that generation is just younger, but I do think it's worth putting some stock into because that generation, if it does wind up getting bigger, is going to wind up like you're going to grow into that generation. Yeah. Like those people in five or six years are probably going to be the people who buy my stuff. So it's, I don't know. I've seen those kids. They're not working out. And well, if they are, they're not doing it well. But they're saying that that's eventually going to be, right. um, what are you going to say? I mean, what do, you, what do you say? Like, I mean, they're just going to get, the average average age is going to go up that winds up using yeah. it. Like if yeah. it winds up going from Facebook to Instagram, like Instagram to TikTok, and then mm-hmm. everyone's going to feel the same about Instagram as we feel about Facebook right now. Right. You're like, those are older people, you know? <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> or let's just say I, I happen to transition into business stuff instead of the fitness stuff, then it'll be it'll be worth it either way mm-hmm. um so yeah it's 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 hard to say kind of like hedging your bet yeah a lot of people get excited about like the idea of being an entrepreneur and all that and it's like yeah it's really cool like you can make a lot of money but you can also in one year make none you can go from i mean i never know how much money i'm gonna make every month it's always like this could be insane it could be really low it could be like a medium it's like and there's kind of a cool thing about having a desk job not a desk job but like a job for someone else where it's like my salary is x you know, and like that's kind of cool too, like in its own way. Yeah, just no matter depends. what the company's doing, yeah. I'm making this. It just kind of depends on like how you feel about all that. I think the entrepreneur life is just like it's a constant gamble. Yeah, it's like GameStop all the every day. <laughs> every day is GameStop. Day. <laughs> every day is GameStop. The stock market. Maybe not every day, but it's like every month, every quarter is a GameStop. Yeah, you never know when it's gonna hit. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I've spent it. tens of thousands of dollars on things that I thought I needed or I thought was gonna help. And you get it, and it doesn't do anything, and you're like, "God damn it! I just spent like all this money and didn't do anything." Uh, and it's just like, like know, what? Um, Help me save my money. All right, guys. Support for the podcast is brought to you by Loco Coffee. These guys bring you cold brew coffee mixed with additives. Two simple ingredients. You got your cold brew coffee, and then in the what color is this? This is green. I'm a little colorblind. In the green can, they have maple water. In the blue can, they have coconut water. All right. So they mix the the cold brew coffee with that two ingredients. That's it. Gives you over 200 milligrams of caffeine in a bottle. Gives you natural electrolytes and energy, um, antioxidants as well from that. No sugar. If you guys want to check them out, use code Pardon Me for 20% off. And their website is Drink Loco Coffee. Dot com. All right. Check them out. Good guys, a uh, small company and uh, they support us. So we're going to support them. And I hope you guys do too. Check them out one more time. That is drinklococoffee.com. Use code pardon me for 20% off. Check them out. Support for the show. Pardon me is brought to you by soul water. All right. These guys are a Small company based in New Jersey. They are ex-military. They are CrossFitters, athletes, and outdoor enthusiasts. These guys make a 100% all-natural drink. It has three ingredients, water, Himalayan sea salt, and lemon juice. All right, those are going to be great for hydration. I like to hit that mixture. I've been hitting that mixture since 2016 pretty much. I've been doing my own little concoction, but have since fell off the wagon just because of how hard it is to make that every morning. That's where these guys come in. They're great. It's in a can. You grab it, you pop it, you go whenever you need it. Whether you're going to drink it in the morning, throughout the day, after a long, hard workout, check them out. It's going to be at soulwatercompany.com. If you guys use code PARDONME, you'll get 10% off. And then an added benefit, 
These guys care about giving back. Every can purchase, they donate five cents to help save Amazon rainforests. All right, guys, that's soulwater.com. Use the code pardon me for that 10% off. Check them out, see how you like them. We've been drinking them in here. The guests have been liking them. I've been loving them. And uh, we'll keep supporting these guys because they're supporting us. So check them out, soulwatercompany.com. Like... Uh, hold on like like i've uh i've i've created different books even though like i had the app and like spent a bunch of time doing that and then you know marketing and stuff to the book when i really should have just put it towards the app and like that didn't really do anything and i mean i've lost tens of thousands of dollars on marketing and stuff for stuff like that or i actually could have made more money because people would have signed up for the app and never bought the book and then i would have gotten recurring revenue from it Mm -hmm. Um, i've made websites that didn't increase the value like I've, I've made websites for separate products so like instead of having a website where you have like the bookstore or different things it'd be like all right here's a website just for this one product and it costs x amount of dollars or thousands of dollars to make that website and then the conversions really weren't any better right now i'm making an app i fucking hope that is a big thing because that's like a six-figure number to make type of deal so i think that one has to have a better turnover it's interesting though when you think about like how much money it costs to acquire a customer and then how fast they buy something. Like, I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about is like how many clicks does it take for someone to buy something? And it blew my mind because I have a friend named Alex Ramosi. He lives in Texas. He makes like $50 million a year. He's gnarly. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but he was telling me about Kayla Itzines and Kayla Itzines owns an app called Sweat. She's like a, she's just like a regular looking person. Um, she has a huge following and she, she's like 120 million people, which I don't even understand how she got them. I've never heard of her really. Uh, but anyway, her app made $110 million this last year, 110 million. And oh, there okay. she is. And, um, it's crazy cause she's just like a normal person and whatever. But my friend was saying like, dude, her app is on the app store and the app store takes 30% of everybody's money. And I'm going to tell you right now, she made $110 million. She's going to pay 30% of that to Apple, and it's worth it for her just because of the double-click. So you go to something, you double-click, done. Spot. Yeah. So like that that fast track is worth $30 million to her. Or 30%, yeah. Yeah. For somebody to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So like fast. mm Mm-hmm. So like when, you know, when you or I or anyone listening right now, you have a website and it's like, you know... You click on programs, you click on this, and then what's it about? And then if you want to sign up, click here. And like every single time you click, they say you lose about 50% of your people. So you start with 10,000 people, you go down to five, and then 2,500, and so forth and so forth. And it's like the the amount of people that start, they just get bored really easily. How many times have you been in bed and like they don't accept like Amazon Pay or PayPal? And you have to get out your whole credit card and your whole deal, and you're like, oh, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I'm or, out. or I'll like, maybe I'll look at it another day. Mm-hmm. It's like that one little thing was huge. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I don't really like Wattify right now for my for my app is because it it doesn't accept anything except credit card and or a check, basically, like a ACH, right? Okay. Yeah. Not an electronic check, transfer, check. yeah. Yeah. But like no one wants to give their routing number and bank information. It's terrifying. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. so then you have to put a credit card in and then I get like thousands of bounced credit cards every month. And it's like insane. So it's like if I just had PayPal or I just had Amazon Pay or Apple Pay. Yeah, it'd probably be worth it for me. Yeah, I could see that. And that's the main reason I want an app is literally just for payment processing. But you have the the audience for it. 
I feel like so many people like make an app without that that back end, and they're just like, oh, this app's gonna bring the people there. But you're like, no, the people are here. I just need to make it better. Yeah. And then another thing that happens is people get they get the um, the opportunity to create either a web app or a native app. And a lot of people don't really know the difference, but like a web app is not really something that you get on the app store and has like its own little widget on your iPhone and blah, blah, blah. It's just like you go to a website, you log into it, and then like you're basically on an app. Uh, but it your conversion level is so much lower. Like people like to see like the chalk app on their phone mm-hmm. or like, you know, the Robin, the Robin Hood app for, yeah. you know, buying GameStop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like whatever, right? Like people like to see that. And like that's like their little community and, and it's like, you know. They feel like they got something for it's their money. It's insane what people like to pay for mm-hmm. and like what they will pay for and what they're willing to pay for and how they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. And how they're willing to be a part of it. These yeah. are like little things you just start to geek out on like crazy. Yeah. Well, you just can look at like what you appreciate and what you like and like the mm-hmm. little things about when you buy something, you're like, oh, this is cool. I appreciate this. People do, other people do too. Yeah. It's crazy. The fucking thing shit's just, just crazy. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I get like so excited when I talk to like other business people about like how they run their business and like the little things that they learn. And like, those are the things that are just worth so much. And it, it can change a business like that. You know, like, yeah. A lot of people ask, like, why'd you pay $10,000 for a business course? Which I haven't, but I know other people who have. Um, and I'll be like, how was it? Was it good? And they'll be like, nah, I got like one little nugget out of it. And I'm like, and you're okay with that. You spent 10 grand and you're okay <laughs> yeah. getting like one little nugget. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I should have a business course that's 100 grand because I got 10 nuggets for you. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like, those are like the things, you know, like, and yeah. a lot of, and, and that's another thing that makes me like want to tell people to like, just do what you are really passionate about because, you know, this person that spent $10,000 on that same course told me he spent five on another one and three on another one. And he's a young kid. He's like 24 and he doesn't have that money. But like, he still wasn't mad. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, yeah, I spent like 20 grand. And I got like three nuggets and he was cool. Yeah. Like he, He's not calling his credit card saying yeah. like, you know, fucking this. give me my money back or yeah. like whatever. It's like, there's people out there spending that much money on things just for like small little nuggets. And you probably have a few that you can give people. I think a lot of people are just either, they're not really great at giving the information out. They're and, scared maybe. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I think I think some people are really good at talking. Some people are really good at writing. Some people are, you know, you know, they're better at telling stories or there, there's a way that you can tell it that people will appreciate and pick up on. But you have to try. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you perfect it. Like the first yeah. time you do it, it's gonna suck. Yeah, like no matter what, because you're gonna get so much better. My coaches right now in my gym, like they hate doing videos, like most of the time. And I'm like, dude, one, I'm gonna fire you if you can't do these videos. Two, <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Two, like Say no more fan. <laughs> two, like you just like like I will literally be making a dude meal in my kitchen. Like I make these like stupid fucking meals, which are amazing by the way, though. And, I've uh, seen them. I need to try one of them. They're so like, good. They've got to be good if you're yeah. posting them. And I mean, <laughs> girls really like them a lot. Um, the ones that say over. Yeah, the ones that say over. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to appreciate you serving the meat cereal for breakfast, though. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. That's amazing. Anyway, look how many dots there are. There's a lot of dude meals in there. Damn. Anyway, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, fuck. I forgot. Uh, you're going to say you're making your, your coaches do videos. Oh, making my coaches do videos. And it's like, dude, I'll be making a dude meal in my kitchen or like something so stupid and I'll pull the camera up and I'll say something and I'll literally fuck up 
like two or three times sometimes. Yeah. In my own kitchen, very casual, just doing like nothing. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are gonna fuck up videos all the time. Like they'll post videos on the chalk Instagram, like talking about a movement, talking about the class, whatever. And they're not like super energetic. They don't have like good eye contact or like they mess up in the middle of it. They're like, uh, and they'll post it and I'll take it down. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck, dude, you took it down. Like, like I'm trying and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you didn't try hard enough because the video was terrible. And like, <laughs> and like this happened in the middle of it or whatever. And I'm, and I tell, and I tell them that story. I'm like, dude, I'll be in my kitchen literally making food and I'll fuck up the video. Like yeah. do it again. Like how many times, like a lot, people don't just do every video in one shot. Right. Like you got to do it a couple times. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's not that big a deal. No. Yeah. I fuck up all the time. I still fuck up all the time on videos. And sometimes I'll do videos a hundred times. Like if I'm trying to do like a salesy kind of video or. How long do you get before you're just like done it? You know, there's that point you hit where you've done it so many times that you're you just like. give up. Well, you don't give up, but you're just like, it's not getting better. Like, you know, I've been on, I, I've, I'm trying to remember a time when I did this, but like you get to a point where you're like, I've said this so many times that like I had this energy here. And then by the time I get to this point, it's, it's like kind of dead. So I got to like. Take a break. Do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take a break. For me, that's like around like 50 or 60. <laughs> 50 or 60 takes. Yeah. I have. I, I, you got I, stamina. I'm not even exaggerating right now. Like I, I'll, I'll save them all on my phone and I do a, a screen record and I show people like how many times I fucked up a video. And like it's usually like 50, 60 and then I stop for like 30 minutes and I come back to it. Yeah. And most people are like, dude, just write it out. Like, just write out what you want to say and like put it up. And, and I'm like, you know, it's not the same. No. Cause then you're like looking at it or like trying to memorize something. You're trying to memorize it and it's not the same. I'm like, I don't like that shit. So for me, I'd rather just wing it. Like, everything's a wing. Yeah. I even did like some really cool YouTube videos recently about if you want to do like business in, in the fitness world or whatever. And it was like, should you own a gym? Should you own a private studio? Should you do an online brand? Should you do like whatever? And I talk about all that and I didn't even write down anything I was going to talk about. I won it all in one shot and it came out so good. And then I did another one on like how to create content. A lot of people ask me like, what kind of cameras do you use? You're like, you know, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I made one that was just about all that. Yeah. It's interesting because my you YouTube. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Just whatever's in your hand, whatever's there for cameras. For cameras? Uh, actually, no, I really prefer like nice fucking cameras. Yeah. If I, if I can, mm -hmm. um, especially in the gym, I definitely always prefer to have like a, one of those lenses that has like the blur out in the background, which for those of you who like know about cameras, I like to have like an F like 1.8. Uh, but the one that I use in the gym is a Zeiss F 1.8, uh, by 55 millimeter. And it's not just like to look anything. at that. It just looks hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes like a lot of people think that I have a full-time photographer and videographer in the gym and it's just a really nice camera that the desk girls use that I pay, you know, 15 to 20 bucks an hour and they just cruise around and you have to pay them more now. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, that, that's part of the job. Minimum like, wage has gone up. <laughs> what is it now? I don't know. I don't even but know. I think yeah. it's going up. It's crazy. Dude, yeah. California minimum wage is like 20 bucks almost. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, remember when you used to get paid 20 bucks to coach a class? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. I did. I can't get over how much all this stuff is now. And I don't even understand how people even live, you know, on like the minimum wage stuff just because of how much everything costs. Yeah. But I guess people have roommates and different things. I mean, they figure it out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying about the camera? Um, anyway, like, yeah, I just have like the girls just point mm -hmm. and shoot. 
like cameras are so nice nowadays and I just take that footage and that's what I post all the time. People always think it's super professional. And if you did the same thing on an iPhone, not going to be the same. Yeah. I just don't think that people look at it the same and they don't appreciate it the same, especially when you're asking for money from people. Like if you're following this Instagram, the chalk performance training Instagram, and it's like, you know, we're talking about workouts and if you were to, to purchase something, it's like, man, they really look like they, they went all out on it, you know? Yeah, they they gave a fuck. Yeah, they gave a fuck. So, yeah. I mean, that's like one of the things I talk about in that YouTube video too is mm -hmm. like you put that type of work out there and people get really excited about it and they know you're more serious. So you're on the Instagram now, but exit out of this and just go to the actual page and like everything's super clean. Yeah. And I even have that row down the middle now of like actual workouts mm -hmm. and like people will bookmark those and, and different things. And oh, I look at Wes, the Tongan. Oh yeah. Was he from? Yeah, he used to train with us uh, quite a bit. Yeah, the Costa Mesa gyms is it gonna come back or no? It was supposed to. I'm not sure yet. They're they're supposed to have a new spot, but mm -hmm. uh, I mean they're still working through like where do they want to be the lease situation, all that stuff. Yeah. So, and I think uh, what happened to the space? The space is still there. They're actually doing like a really cool job turning it into like a. Uh, do you know the company that bought it? Or it's like a, another gym is going there. Oh, it's and a gym. they're doing um, like. They're going to have a turf section. They're going to have a powerlifting section, weightlifting section, functional bodybuilding, like global gym. They have an outdoor. They set up a, like a full outdoor space on that. that you don't know what it's side. called? Like, I mean. Is it like self-made? Uh, I think so, yeah. Is that it's it? Like, no, no, no. It's not called oh, self-made. Oh, it's like But that, like though. the guys, the guys, I thought you were asking if they were self-made. Like, yeah, they're self-made. No, the brand um, is called self-made. They have one in Costa Mesa. It's like a big gym. No, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's called that. It's called like... Uh, it's interesting because a lot of these spaces are starting to pop up now. It's like... I, I, It's crazy to me how many people think that like the cross... Like the whole CrossFit methodology is not morphing. I'm like, how do you not realize that like it's changing? Like... Yeah. First off, you guys have to understand there's less people that want to compete. Like you have to understand that. I don't care what numbers they're telling people that are trying to compete, but it can't be the same. Well, just look at the people that are competing, even at the highest level. Like you see people like venturing now off into other sports. You mm -hmm. see like a doing number of high level girls going into bobsled. You mm -hmm. see um, guys like doing other stuff. You see people like sick of what either, I don't know if they're sick, you know, of what they're getting there or what... You just don't get anything the out of CrossFit is, as a, for someone that, right? I almost feel like, dude, I was on the Olympic bobsled and skeleton team for mm -hmm. a long time. That's why I lived in Utah, and it's crazy. Like, I put a lot of effort into that, but like nothing like you put into the sport of CrossFit. Like you, you give your whole life to CrossFit. Like, it's everything. It's the amount of sleep you get. It's it's the food that you're eating. It's like. You have to work out so much to be good because there's so many things to be prepared for and you just don't get that much in return. Right. I remember like one of my first podcasts ever, I, I made like the acknowledgement that like if you had three personal training clients uh, three days a week for $100 an hour, you'd make more money than the person who got third place at the CrossFit Games. And like everybody, like it blew everybody's mind. And I was like, and how, how hard is it for you to get third at the CrossFit Games? Like right. you have to give up probably everything you know like i remember i used to train with kenny leverich and like as soon as regionals came around games came around he gave up all of his classes gave up all of his clients like all this stuff just to train as hard as absolutely possible which he needed to do for sure but it's like you gave up the amount of money you would have won basically yeah like 
because he had clients and classes and stuff like all day, every day, like during that time. And this was, he went to the games a couple years in a row. Yeah. And it was like, he did that every single year. And for like months, he just wouldn't yeah. train at all and just live off of sponsorships. And it's like, you gave up so much. Yeah. Um, and then you wouldn't really get that much back in return. It's only worth it if you win. Well, I think people are starting to figure out like, it's not a sport, it's an opportunity. Like mm -hmm. like the UFC, like this isn't a career, this isn't a sport, this is- But UFC is millions at least. At least. But this is this isn't a sport. This isn't a career. This is this is a competition. This is yeah. a, a challenge. Let's say mm -hmm. this is on par with the Spartan race. Yeah. Like you sign up you at try this point to win. now. Um, I think it was it had a bigger hype for a little bit, and now yeah. it's like a lot lower. But I mean, still like the pay structure of like okay, this is we're gonna pay for. But you're still like even at regionals, even at the games, even at the open, you're signing up to go like a registration fee you're mm -hmm. you're it's set up that way it's not set up like football or basketball or baseball you don't see baseball players being like oh i'm gonna go try to make the olympics for bobsled they're like no i'm good because i'm getting paid well i'm got a system i'm getting taken care of i've i'm happy with where i'm at yeah so it starts it's telling when you see all these other athletes that are high level that are um even like tia now is going to do bobsled yep and she's won the games three or four times now and you're like, okay, and what? went to the Olympics for weightlifting, right, dude? If she goes to the Olympics for bobsled, I'm literally gonna be like, she must, ha she has to be probably the greatest athlete of all time. Fucking <laughs> stop, of all time? I I would assume, like, dude, you have to. Has anyone ever done that? Done Winter Olympics, Summer Olympics, yeah. and won the CrossFit Games multiple times? Well, I mean, the CrossFit Games isn't been around long enough. <laughs> but I mean, dude, I mean, that's gonna be insane if she goes. Yeah. It's gonna be insane. Well, she's gonna go. I mean, she's going for Australia. Like, oh, is it Australia? Oh, yeah, yeah she will like, go. She God went to it. the Olympics for Australia. Yeah, same thing. So, fuck, man. I mean, it just, I mean, yeah, I understand she's not in the hardest country, but that is just a crazy impressive yeah. resume. Exactly. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. But when you see somebody that's like in the sport, is winning, is doing well at the and highest still has level, to do another sport. and still is like, I don't know that she has to, but she feels like she wants to. Yeah. Like, that's kind of telling of like, okay, well, why, what is she not getting from yeah. this career path or? career you know well i think the big thing and it really bothers me a lot is like a lot of people still want to do the competitive crossfit programming stuff and i'm like like one you have to see what's happening around but you're the younger kids i get it and, and then you know a lot of people are like fucking up their bodies and ruining their bodies and stuff so you have a lot of it's kind of like how myself and marcus philly got so big was because we did like the bodybuilding and the conditioning stuff together yeah and now you start seeing a lot of the regular gyms all implementing like the CrossFit-esque area. But then even those people are still going over to the machine area and doing different things. And like, that's what's really blowing up. And I think it's interesting. I didn't know that's what was happening to y'all's space for the Costa Mesa gym. Mm -hmm. But now that it is, it's like, that makes like total sense. And that was like the one thing that I wished, I wished my space was bigger so I could do that. Yeah. Because that would be something I would love to be a part of. I'd love to have, just have a big, like open gym space without classes that just kind of was like, you came in and like you looked at the screen and it was like the chalk performance training screen. You just picked a workout for the day. Obviously, there wouldn't yeah. be as much community, but you'd probably have. You'd probably still do some classes, right? In something like probably that. Probably either or, have a few classes yeah. or you'd have like the same people showing up at the same time. And it would just be like, it'd be Throwing cool. Throwing down together. It'd still be cool, yeah. yeah. They got a little spot for everything. Like they got even like a little Fitzbo spot for like the girls that want to just go and like mm -hmm. take cute videos for Instagram or some shit. I mean, the reality the of it is like there's so many people doing classes that shouldn't be doing classes, right? that's like the huge reality of it like a lot of people ask me like i don't really do a ton of snatches on my strength like i call this the program that used to be crossfit i call it strength conditioning now mm -hmm. i changed it and it's like 
I barely ever do handstand push-ups. I barely do like snatches. Like we do a lot more cleans and jerks and deadlifts and squats and presses and shit like that. And it's like, why don't we ever do this? Why don't we ever do that? I'm like, cause fucking motherfuckers don't need to do that. Like yeah. you just don't need to do it. Like the only power movement that everybody really needs is a power clean really. Like in my, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, there's a reason why f- pro football players they don't, don't snatch. snatch. Yeah. They power clean. Yeah. Or they, they, uh, and they squat they, and deadlift. They pull like clean pull. Yeah. Power clean, squat, deadlift. Bench. Yeah. Bench. Yeah. <laughs> bench is kind of whack, but I mean, I still I do I love it. bench. I do it in my gym. I still do it personally yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I had uh, a four-time Mr. Olympia winner, Jared Jeremy Buendia. He said two things on my podcast that I thought like were just amazing. He, he has a bad rap. Not a lot of people like him, but he's an okay dude. He's just kind of like, he's just like hot and cold. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. But uh, he said that he never does barbell bench ever. He only does dumbbells. Dumbbell. Because most of the people in his position get some sort of shoulder injury from benching with bars. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'll listen to you because you're fucking four-time Mr. Olympia and you've been bodybuilding forever. And you're, yeah. he's been around all the other top bodybuilders in the world. So I try to always do dumbbells now because he said that. Um, he said he never does flat bench because it doesn't really do anything for your chest. And it's really all about incline. Mm-hmm. so like he literally never flat benches anything i'm like interesting um and then the third thing that he said that i said two things but three things this was my favorite thing he said and i was like oh thank you so much for saying this i was like do you ever have a plan when you go in the gym like do you ever have a fucking plan like are you following x percent this many reps this many sets blah 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 and he's like no and i was like so okay hold on i'm like <laughs> You're a four-time Mr. Olympia. Yeah. You have one of the best bodies of all time. Yeah. You're not following a program. You're going in and going off a feel every single day. Yeah. And you don't even know what movements you're going to do. Like, you don't have written down, like, I'm going to do these three tricep movements, these three this. You just get in there and, like, whatever's available, you pretty much take. And then you kind of create your sets and reps off how you feel. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, fucking everyone out there who's, like, obsessed with trying to find the best program, go fuck yourselves right now. Because, like... It's just like not what it's about. It's about the intensity. It's about wanting to be there and like all that stuff. Yeah. If you want to get stronger at snatch and clean and jerk and shit, do you need to follow a program? Absolutely. But like in terms of looking good and performing well and feeling good and all that stuff, like it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Right. But you do need to show the fuck up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Biggest point. Yeah. Yeah. And give a fuck about what you're doing. And, and likely a- if you want to be doing that movement, you're going to give a fuck. Yeah. So. So yeah. that like blew me away. I was like, fucking thank you so much for that. I can't, I, there's not a better human on earth that, you, that could have said that. You're the only one that would have made a difference that much of yeah. an impact. Yeah. Like you and like Matt Frazier. Right. Which I've heard that Matt does a bunch of random shit too. Yeah. I mean, right now I was looking on Instagram. He's in like Aruba right now with the Buttery Bros crew. And I think they've been there for like a month doing like bodybuilding shit. Oh, for sure. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like he doesn't want to snatch or do wall balls or do handstand pushups right now. Like it's not time yet. Like there's got to be a season. Mm-hmm. And right now, like, you probably just want us to be in the sun and, like, look good and chill and, like, eat acai bowls and I heard that curl. he takes off, like, two months out of the year. I heard, like, I, heard, least, there's, yeah. I heard there's, like, a month where he does nothing, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have people like Rich who just still working out 15 times a day. <laughs> yeah, all day, every day. <laughs> Which I still love because yeah. it just keeps proving the point that, like, you are not rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what everyone said in the beginning. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when I, when I was, you know, getting really good at CrossFit and, like, in the hype of it, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be like Rich because he just was working out all the time. And it seemed like the all dream. Day, and, like, it seemed like that was how you won the games and everything. And everyone said, like, you're not rich. Like, not to me, but, like, 
in general. Yeah. They, would, they would tell the world, like, because they did like a documentary about him and he was just working out all day. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's what you got to do. Yeah. And it was like, you aren't him, but this is what he does. Right. And then like now it's like 10 years later, he's still like that. It's like, I cannot <laughs> express any more than like, you are not rich. Remember when those videos came out and he was like, they were like, he was at, he was still coaching at Texas Tech. Yeah. And they had like the behind the scenes ones. So cool. And he was like in the morning, he like wouldn't eat either all day. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that's why I got to peanut butter. I got to work out all day. I got to take a big scoop of peanut butter. And he would drink like milk and yep. shit in between sets uh-huh. or like in, in, throughout the day because they had like a little milk filler upper at college, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and so he would drink milk and eat peanut butter all day and just work out all day and never eat. Yep. And you're just like, okay, that's what I got to do. Yeah. I wonder how many like CrossFitters are just like, went out and bought like a bunch of like raw milk and like peanut butter. That's the thing that. is like when you see it and you know it's real, yeah. it's like you have to believe it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's, you know, I'm surprised he didn't just talk about Advocare the whole time and shit like or one of his sponsors, but like he yeah. just really was that I think he really was legit. Yeah. I think that was like how he lived, but yeah. He's just a rare 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 motherfucking individual. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been cool to see how the the sports evolved and he's continued to like push with it. Cause like who from that generation is still in it? Like no one but him. Yeah. I mean, I just think I, I like the business aspect of the whole thing, like seeing who did what and everything. And it's just like it's cool like to see Jason Kalipa has like a big brand of of his stuff. Yeah. He's never like super exciting to kind of follow. He's not like a animated, like fun kind of guy, but like it's just cool to see his business stuff and Rich, to me, has always, like, he's never seemed like a fun person to follow for me either. He's always just kind of like... He's all business all the time. I don't... Is he? I mean, just like, he posts about his sponsors. He posts about his workout plans, but like... But I don't think he does. I think it's people posting for him and... Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think any of his shit's him. Right. Um, I think... I think that's why, like, I'm the person that probably has the least amount of followers out of all these people, but still does probably equally as well as them, because I still do all my posts and all my shit. But like, it's interesting. Like, I just like to see where everyone's, what everyone's doing with their stuff. Like, I, dude, I assume Rich is probably making fucking tens of millions of dollars a year. Just because, I hope he is. He deserves it. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, his body's mangled for sure. Um, and he's he's put all the work in. But I mean, he's about to open a farm. He's got like a coffee company. He's got the 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 mayhem training program. He's got his enormous gym. He's got like he's got so many different things. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's just crazy to see that that came out of CrossFit, you know? Yeah. It like, came out of his, like, out of CrossFit. Yeah. And, like, his, it's cool to see him do all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Because really you're cool. like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a path. Like, that's paving a path mm-hmm. for across, like, somebody in that space, an athlete to, hey, I can do that. I can, you, you know, be somebody that has these multiple streams of revenue that can make a name that's beyond CrossFit. Cause I think Rich is bigger than CrossFit at this point. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think yes, but yes I, also, no. I also think that like everything he does is CrossFit. Like he's still like CrossFit Mayhem, you know. Like even though it's Mayhem Athletics or whatever he calls it, but like it's right. still like CrossFit Mayhem, and he still is like always wearing CrossFit style clothes and doing the team workouts with the worm. It's like it's all very connected to CrossFit. I don't know how much his brand would grow if it wasn't with CrossFit. Right. And you were watching that as like someone who just worked out. You're like, I don't know if I really want to do that. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. But I mean, like as far as them being tied, like CrossFit and Rich are directly tied in bringing each other up. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. And he's done, I feel like as CrossFit grows, he grows directly. And Mm -hmm. as, as he grows, CrossFit grows. Well, they've always promoted him pretty well. Yeah. Like no one said anything when Ben Smith won the game. So it was just just like fucked up. They literally, I think they just like, they just like ran right over it. They're like, oh yeah. yeah." And then uh, this guy was only years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a boy too. He was been in CrossFit since he was 19 going to the games. Dude, he was like one of my favorite videos to watch because he was always doing, uh, like wall balls on a tree with like a ball that was wrapped up in tape and like <laughs> and weighed 20 pounds. Yeah. And he was doing rings, uh, muscle ups in the trees and shit. And you're like, this guy is beating everybody. Like he would, yeah. cause he would take it and put it, um, he would upload the the video to the CrossFit games website. So that people had to be, oh, be yeah, okay yeah, with yeah. his score. Yeah. So like he wasn't lying at open. all. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Like yeah. he was, dude, his video, I mean, he's like, he was all time. He just has no like fun personality unfortunately but i mean i don't think rick really tia or uh matt frazier don't do either they're both kind of i think yeah like they just didn't promote him yeah smith because i don't know why yeah like rich was done like they had no horse in the race i mean obviously they pushed the shit out of matt when he won but like I feel like they were just waiting for Matt. Like they wanted Matt to win that yeah. year and he didn't. So like, fuck this guy. Matt's going to win and then we'll yeah. push him. Yeah. Like, that was interesting when Ben won and no one said anything. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, I think people will look back across it one day and like it probably won't be a big sport anymore just because I think a lot of the top dogs are trying to get out of it. Like Greg will probably sell it soon or. He did, right? I don't think that's real. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, someone I don't that agrees with me. I don't think that's. Have you talked to people about it? I mean, just. I, I just, think they uh, sold. I think they sold him one. They probably sold him one percent. Something, yeah. Something super small, just to be like, okay, you're an owner now, and now you're the face. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the biggest joke I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. Like if he sold it to like the Prince of Dubai or something, I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. You know, like someone who has enough money to buy it, but a gym owner, no, no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Like, what did you did you buy him like lattes for life gift card or something like what did you what did you what do you have to give and, it, and i looked it up too like it wasn't like it was rich's gym or jason kalipa's gym or like chalk or like a big gym it was like a random fucking gym it's yeah. like no like no way yeah i don't know people might hate me for that but no i I, agree. I don't think that's even possible yeah but people will believe anything that's in on the internet though yeah i right. mean they'll they have to do something to kind of make it a little bit more profitable on paper. There is no more regional anymore. There's a lot of, I don't know how many people are really getting their level ones anymore or any of that stuff. It's dropping for sure. Yeah. I'm not really sure. They, uh, they're like GameStop right now. I feel like put it in now, put it in now (laughs) and get it out. Uh, so I I think people will look back though and it'll be like, wow, you know, a couple, a couple guys made some really cool lives out of, you know, being part of unless it totally switches and they get owner, like, they get something in there that's like totally changes the landscape of it that makes it that trajectory back to dude i think it'd be cool if they really just had scheduled event, like set events like you're gonna do a snatch a clean and jerk like a mile for time so like they announced they everybody knew that these are the standardized events that they test they, everywhere that was going to be the games every year like if it was the same shit like you i think, think that would bring down like the the excitement of like, oh, we don't know what it's. I think be. competitions throughout the year could be randomized, but I think when you get to like the the championship level, it's the same events. Um, I think that would be kind of cool because one, people can relate to it. Like I watch events and I'm like, I just don't know like what I could get on that workout. True. And a lot of people don't know 
you know? Yeah. Like, it'd be, how sick would it be if they just did fucking Fran? Which is why... Normal fucking Fran. Yeah. Just watch people do it. Which is why when they do benchmark stuff, that's the whole point of CrossFit doing benchmark stuff is like, hey, we test so many things, we train in so many ways. They never do benchmarks. Or they do like gnarly benchmarks. Like, yeah. Benchmarks RX plus plus plus. Yeah. I got to piss so bad, so I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it for like 30 minutes. <laughs> How long have we been on for? Like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Timer's ready. Yeah, you guys always go super long. Well, we were talking about like nothing for too long. I was like, we have to talk about something like. <laughs> you should have seen the Ronnie. Oh, was it recent? Huh? Was it recent? No, it was like, see, you, you were on, and then maybe it was like four or five episodes afterwards. That went for like two and a half hours. He talks about crazy shit the whole time. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. It's interesting, though. It's not like bad, you know? Like, yeah. I think a lot of people are like, this is ridiculous or whatever, and it's like, he kind of brings up good points, even though they're ridiculous. They're out there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Which I think is what makes him so interesting. Has he always been like that? I mean, you knew him like... Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, he wasn't as controversial as he is now. Oh, okay. But he was always looking at the world differently, for sure. Because I always, like, seen him from doing all the events. Like, it was, was crazy, like, like... He was, like, the bro, and then all of a sudden, it, he, like, a flip, a switch flipped, and then now he's like this. I was like, yeah. when did this happen? I feel like that was drug-related... He always says no, but. <laughs> so good. How do we have to leave? We have to go right back to where we were, right? Yeah. I don't even know what we were talking about. Uh, CrossFit. We were talking about. Um... What were we talking about? CrossFit. Yeah, but what about it? Uh, making a business out of it. I think people will come out of it and. We don't have to go right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so CrossFit's going to be uh, interesting to see how they how they pull out of it or it crumble. I just think there's so much invested in it, it's not going to crumble. No, But yeah. like, say those key guys, say you have people that are high up in the space going to bobsled now. You have people that are yeah. doing other stuff, going mountain biking, like, you know, these other athletes, uh, I know like Travis Williams is now a firefighter and he's like not really competing anymore. Really? I didn't know um, that. Not as focused as competing. He's yeah. a firefighter. Um, you have people going off into these other aspects. It's like, okay, like the, the athletes in the space are outgrowing it or they're looking for something more. And if does CrossFit actually even care to like, be like, oh no, that's just our sport. That's just what happens. Like people come, they go, yeah. we have these staples that, you know, we have our rich Fronings, we have our Matt Frazier's, we have our Tia's, we have our, our, um, Katrin's, we have our, our people, we have our, you know, guys and then everybody else is kind of a revolving door and then once those guys leave like i mean frazier's not going to be in it forever he's not going to yeah. be the rich froning he's he doesn't i don't foresee him wanting to be like i feel like he's going to be like a khabib style guy where he's going to like do the you know beat his number win all the time and then kind of ride off into the sunset and be like deuces yep. you know i don't foresee him being like he doesn't want a gym and like a program right and he doesn't seem like it no i mean he could be making money on a lot of things now and he just doesn't i don't think he wants to be yeah like direct he doesn't want to be the rich froning he wants mm -hmm. to be his own dude and i i just see him just riding off in the sunset so like what is crossfit going to do once that happens just keep pushing rich but what happens when rich gets too old you know <laughs> i do i i i mean 
I just really have, I'm just have such a hard time, like even comprehending how it's still going the way that it is. Like, I feel like CrossFit's not trying at all. Like, I feel like they haven't tried in like two years. Like they haven't given enough back to the community. They like, you like never hear about Greg anymore, except like negative stuff. Like Castro hasn't really done anything positive. Like, I don't know if ever, (laughs) um, like you just don't hear like amazing positive stories about the athletes going off and doing cool shit. Like, and before that it was the coolest thing in the whole fucking world. Like, Oh, I wanted like my whole, I slept on couches and fucking like risk going to jail, stealing food and all the things that people know about my, my original story, like just to stay in it. To me, it was everything. And like, now it's not like that at all. But like the people, remember the people in it were like, cool. Dude, we used to travel from gym to gym just to go compete. Like, I would go travel to a gym to compete with you. And Mm -hmm. like, it wouldn't be like, I'm going to kill you. It was like, you know, whoever wins today is is great. And like, we're going to be better for it. Yeah. 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 You know, and then maybe like in a couple weeks, we'll come work out again. You come to my gym and like, that's not happening anymore. There's way too much competition between the gyms. Like, the whole thing is insane. And like, personally, I'd like to see the sport go away because I just think that, It'll create a lot more healthy people out there, I or have a resurgence of like, like how it used to be. Yeah, where people were in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, back then people were in it just because of the camaraderie, the pushing yourself. The, there was no like ESPN. There was no like Mercedes sponsorship or yeah. um, you know all this other stuff. They were like they were in it for the right reasons, and you see that generation that's still involved in it, like you know the Kalipas, the Fronings, the Spielers, you, like all the people that are still, that have taken what they did there and have like built their own thing from it. Like they're still giving back. They're still helping. They're still. Yeah, we're trying to keep that vibe alive. Yeah. But you see the new, the new cats and not necessarily the new cats, but I guess the new system and what it's starting to develop and what it's starting to push out and like the products and like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's, I, I mean, I think everyone who comes into it now is just like they're training way too much for really no reason and they're only hurting themselves and they're really they're putting a lot of time i see them as putting their lives on hold for something that doesn't really matter that much like people want to go to the crossfit games so much and you're just putting your life on hold Mm -hmm. theoretically speaking are do you still see those people because i remember when like five years ago maybe like there were a lot of those people that were like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna do this. I'm going to change my life. And I was one of those people to Mm -hmm. go and make sure that I'm making the games that I'm performing the best I can. Um, because this was what I wanted to do. I love the community. I love the people in there. I loved everything about it. Um, I love the lifestyle I loved. I mean, I recently just kind of like figured this stuff out about myself. When you ask yourself, you know, questions like what makes you happy? And like, that's a hard question to answer when you're not thinking about like somebody else or something else. And like realizing like, Okay, well, I'm the happiest when I have a goal and I'm working towards it. Doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if that's the goal. why all the richest people in the world keep going. And so, like, that's it. I'm like purpose driven and goal oriented, and like, I just have to have something that I wake up for every day that I'm working towards, like taking steps towards. And at that time, it was like that purpose. And I just don't. I mean, I could be biased or maybe not seeing it the same way, but I just don't see the same draw of people that are like willing to do that because there is something that cool out there because of how it's kind of shifted or changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you see like people out there that are still like, Hey, I, I want to do this. Like I had, I had some coaches recently that were like, 
they were really bummed because I told them that they weren't going to go to the CrossFit Games. Ever? Yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, yeah. I mean, you know when you're going to go. Yeah. Like, you know when someone's going to go. Like, they have such an extraordinary, like, athletic potential that's like out of control even if they're not really good at the moment they're so good at something right that you're like wow like this person's for sure can do it Mm -hmm. but like one it's not worth it and i try to tell them the whole thing and then two it's like you're gonna be putting your life on you're putting your life on hold like i'm i wish that i did some of the stuff that i'm doing now like way before you know i think i tell people like i'm so bummed that my knee is so fucked up like i used to love to run i used to love to snatch and do a lot of things like I, don't, I can't run anymore. I can't do like a lot of box jumps. I can't do a ton of double unders. I can't do anything that has like a lot of impact anymore. I can hike and shit. I can go bike. Like a lot of that stuff's fine. I can't back squat at all. I can only do like single leg stuff. But you lunge as much as most people back. It's squat. crazy. I can really <laughs> lunge more. a fucking shit ton of weight. But it's. I think a lot of people were like, "Well, how does that work out?" And I'm like, "Well, your knee doesn't go past 90 degrees. It just hits the ground and that's it." And I think that's. <laughs> I just can't go below, and I can't go. I can't go down with even pressure. Mm. So like if I go to do a, even an air squat right now, it's I can feel it all on one leg. Mm-hmm. So like when you start doing that with a lot of weight, it's just not good for your hips and everything. So, you know, like fucking for me, I just feel like having that injury when I had it and having that whole scenario with like me killing the judge and everything and like just like my whole, like after that was like, even during that time, my body was like falling apart and then it fell apart more and like CrossFit hated me just because of that whole scenario. And I was like, always like, dude, why me type of vibe. And then like later on, I was like, thank God that was me. Like, I feel like I got out of the sport like right, like a year before like people were getting out and trying to make businesses and I made mine like the year before. And like COVID hit and doubled my business and this happened and that happened and it's like, it all happens for a reason. Like, and I yeah. feel like everything that we do is like for a reason. I hate to be that person, like the hippie who says that, but it's like, I really do. Like I, I actually, I, I broke my arm last year. I broke, Oh, I snapped my bicep tendon in half. In Why'd half you do that? I was doing muscle ups actually yeah, for the, something. for the open, for the open, for right? fuck yeah. crossfit open. I was like, you motherfuckers keep taking everything from me. Took my <laughs> goddamn arm. <laughs> so then literally just like about, <laughs> That was pretty funny. So two weeks ago, I'm doing weighted pull-ups and something snaps in my left arm and I'm like, fuck me. I just did it again on my other arm. I get an MRI. I'm like freaking out. I didn't work out for a week straight. I just started working out again like a couple days ago. And I was like, I, I waited to get these MRI results and nothing's wrong with it. And he's like, dude, I don't really know why it snapped. I don't know anything, Like, but you're okay. And I was like, a lot of, I was telling people like, dude, I'm not working out this week. And you know, on my Instagram, people are like, oh, how's everything going? And I was like, you know what? I'm really like, not that sad. Like if I broke my arm again and I have to, you know, sit out for another couple of months, there's a lot of things I'd like to get done. And like, now I look at every scenario like that. Like it's, I know it's really hard for people to, to look at things that way. But now I really look at bad scenarios all the time as like a good thing. Like, and it's easy to say, but like, I really think that all bad scenarios are good. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I yeah. think that like you can, it's only your outlook on it mm-hmm. and like you can choose to have a shitty outlook on it, but it's not going to change it. You can yeah. choose a great outlook on it. It's not going to change it, but it's going to ch- change where you go from there, how you take it. And like, that's, that's everything. Yeah. Like, and you saw that every, I think everybody saw that with COVID, the people that took it as like a challenge stepped up and are doing better than ever. The people that were like, woe is me. Like 
are struggling and still struggling and will probably continue to struggle. Like, oh, this is happening to me. But I mean, you, you were ready for that because like, like you said, with all the CrossFit shit, you took all of that stuff and took a shitty situation and we're like, oh no, I'm going to turn it into, I'm going to keep, I'm going to be persistent. Like yeah. I'm not going away. I remember when I opened my gym, my mom cried. My mom was like, you're fucked. Like my mom, <laughs> why? Always, my mom always supports, mom, why? <laughs> my mom always supports everything, but she's like, people hate you. I don't know why you're going to oh open a gym. My gosh. And I was like, mom. No one gives, I mean, you're talking about worldwide hatred. Like, I live in Newport Beach, California. <laughs> yeah. These motherfuckers don't even know what happened. Like, yeah, uh-uh. I'm going to have a cool gym. It's going to be Even people fun. in CrossFit don't. They have such, people are so focused on themselves. Yeah. And they think everyone else cares so much about them. Yeah. But, like, people don't remember. People don't care. Yeah. Now my mom's, like, like, so proud and everything, yeah. which is great. But, like, you're I remember flat. in the beginning, I was like, Mom, come on. <laughs> At least she told you the truth. She like, was trying, yeah. There was she no, always did. You need to have those people out there. Yep, always. Um. I wanted to wrap up with a little, uh, we started to do a little game, a okay. little question, questions. So I got some questions for you to answer. I'm excited for these. <laughs> All right. Are these like lightning round questions or? No, you can answer okay. however you want, not lightning round. It's like a mix. You, I'll read them to you. All right. You, and you can just answer them. All right. So we got here. All right. E- easy one to start. Is cereal soup? Why or why not? No. Because uh, it's crunchy. Okay. Typically. okay um here i'm just gonna have you read these and it's not really hot you read them read the question and then answer what is the sexiest name and least sexiest name i don't know why first thing that came to mind is veronica okay least sexiest name would be like probably ruth (laughs) you know like a librarian (laughs) ruth the librarian i would totally fuck you ruth but like just not today um not when veronica's in the room would you rather walk around with a salad for a head or broccoli for arms? Ooh, broccoli for arms for sure. Why? Ooh, um, I just feel like you'd have some big veiny ass arms. You dope. <laughs> <laughs> Best pickup line that actually worked. Ooh, I actually did this one one time. I sent this girl. I knew this would be a good one for you. I sent this girl a DM and I was like, hey, I'm really bad at this. So I was hoping that maybe you could hit on me instead. And she fucking thought it was hysterical. And I went went out there and it it was great. That was good. Um, I looked that up on Google, by the way. Pick up lines? Her name was Haley. She was very attractive. Shout out to Haley. Yeah. (laughs) If you had to date a male CrossFitter, who would it be and why? Fuck. (laughs) 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 Um, Tough. Damn it. <laughs> um, I almost want to say like a lot of girls who look like men, but never mind. <laughs> Don't uh, think about it too much. Just whoever the first one. Uh, fuck. Uh, Three. Two, I, I, I got one. nothing. I'm sorry. No, I, dude. I, dude. Any dude. I literally got nothing on this. None. No. Like P- Scott Pancheck. I guess. Okay. Why? Just because he was like the he's the only person I met who was super cool. Okay. Like I really liked him a lot. Good personality. Just a good dude. Yeah. Right on. Don't That's perfect. Think, don't want to think about him having sex with me. <laughs> yeah. Pick a superpower. A, the ability to make anyone poop on command or the ability to end conversation without being rude. Huh. The ability to make anyone poop on command for sure. <laughs> like I would just okay. point to people that I hated and just be like, you need to take a shit right now in front of everyone. Mostly women. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather get $1 billion right now or be able to get back to 18 years old and know what you would do now. Hmm. 
I'd take a billion bucks right now. Okay. <laughs> and just do a bunch of fucked up shit that I would do if I was 18. Yeah. Who? But you can't get those joints back. No, you can't. What joints? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did smoke a lot of joints when I was 18. I would something in a fight. I would I would win a fight 10 years. No, who would win, a, win in a fight? Who would win a fight? 10-year-olds ten year, ten or 100-100-year-olds? 10 10-year-olds or 100-100-year-olds. Huh. Probably 10, 10 year olds. Okay. Motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> I've never met a badass 100 year old. <laughs> Would you rather your mom be a porn star or your daughter? Fuck me. Uh, I mean, my, I mean, I have nine brothers and sisters. We all have different parents. So my mom basically was a porn star. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, that's all of them. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> that was good. Oh, man. Sweet. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming in, man. It. Yeah. <laughs> These are always fun. We'll have to do, uh, we'll do, because uh, you haven't been doing your podcast, but let's do uh, let's do an episode for your podcast. Okay. And uh, I'll come over where you can do, do whatever you want. Cool. I'll come over yeah. to your new spot. I haven't seen your new spot yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a cool little spot to be in. All right, guys. Another episode in the books. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, if you haven't already, um, check us out. We've got those video episodes up every week. Um, we put in uh, B-roll from the screen, what we're looking at during the podcast. You can see all the craziness happen and go down there every week. Um, shout out to our guests for coming in. Mr. Fisher sharing with us a ton of that, that cool stuff. I always have a lot of fun when he comes by. And uh, thank you guys for sticking with us for um for hanging out with us giving us another hour hour and a half of your day to be in your ear we appreciate it we love you guys uh we'll see you guys next time peace